Avoid the hassle and sticky tribal politics next time you need a back rub with a portable massager from Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Rob Has a Podcast when you start your shopping at RobHasAWebsite.com slash Amazon. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who may or may not have just gotten a massage from the Finchler, Rob Sesternino. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Rob Has a Podcast with a very special in-studio guest. Here he is making his, I believe, Third uh, full recap appearance on Rob as a podcast. John Fincher. Hey Rob, how are you? Let me move the bell. The bell is so far away. Oh, I was missing the bell. Perfect. Uh, This really. uh, When was the last time we did one of these? I don't remember to be honest. It has to be more than a full year ago. More than a full year. I think it was. I think it was at least three seasons. What was the season? I feel like it was. Was it during? Was during Russell Hans's season? I no Survivor One World. Oh, it was Survivor the One fir- World. Yeah, and you talked about Christina Cha. God, you're such a professional. Yeah, right? that was that was what it was. I'm yep. sure we've talked we've talked to you a few times since then. Yep. But that was the last time we had you fully here or, or at my old house. Correct. This is the first time anyone is live in studio here. I am thrilled. What a privilege. Other than Nicole. That's fair. I, uh, I can't compete with her. Yes, but uh, very good to see, good to see you here in person. Look, this for those of you not watching live. What a high quality studio we are in today. I mean, goodness gracious, this place is. I mean, what a privilege. Oh, thank you, thank you very really much, well Sean. Done. I appreciate no, that. No, sincerely. So we are we are here and uh, we are recording the video on this. So if you're listening to the audio version and you want to see the Fincher uh, in person, and there's a lot of people requested uh, they wanted to see the Fincher, you can see this <laughs> on my YouTube channel, uh, which is at robaswebsite.com/slash/youtube. Perfect. There you go. Great. So, um, John, how you doing? I am doing great, Rob. It's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles today. I think it was 88 as I pulled my car up to yeah. your sweet apartment. Blue skies, the sun is shining. I mean, what more do you want? It's October. You seem like you have an extra uh, spring in your step today. I'm a happy guy. You know what seem, I mean? You seem especially happy today. L- life is good. Life okay. is good, Rob. I feel like something's up. Is any, is I it... met your child today for the oh, first okay. time. What, 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 you know, what does one need more than that? What do you think? He looks, looks Look, I think above he, average? I think he is the chosen one. Okay. I think he is the chosen one. The prince of podcasting? I thought that you were going to present him to me like Simba was presented to the world by that baboon. Yes. Yes. I think he's worthy. Yeah, You know the character names, don't you? No, I don't. Okay. I, what's the baboon's name? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, all right, <laughs> we got a lot to get to here uh, with the Finchler. Now, a lot of people may or may not know this. You actually played with one of the people from your season is actually on this uh, new season, Blood vs. Water. That's in true. Laura Moret. That's a who fact. Who actually was voted out last night. That's also a fact. Okay, but, so I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about her. Oh, well, you know, she and I did play together. Our, uh, she was on my season, so uh, yeah. You may have an inside expert analysis. I of- can provide actually some in- in- insider insight uh, to a few of the players and what they're thinking right now. Oh, good. Actually. So you are a reliable character witness. I am very, very reliable. I will admit when things are hearsay. I will, I will, I will identify assumptions, and we will be very forthcoming here. All right. Well, that yeah. is that is fantastic. Um, of course, we had the Survivor know-it-alls last night. Uh, myself and Stephen Fishback broke what a it. We broke it down. What a combination! Now, I, 
yet offered, to see that. I'm really disappointed. I offered you the opportunity to join us on Survivor Know It Alls you last night. You and did. you said, no, I want my own podcast. That's not exactly the way that I <laughs> phrased it, Rob. But, uh, you know, I like the dynamic that you and Steven have. And it's a good, heavy-hitting, short, 45, just bang straight to the point. It's great. And I had a great time being on. Actually, that would have been the last time. Uh, but yeah, that's right. If, that's if your right. question is, you know, was not limited to the podcast only. But uh, I had a great time on the Know It Alls as a, as a, a special invited guest. It was a it was a pleasure. Um, but I like I like this. I feel like this dynamic isn't rushed. And we can setting. let it breathe a little. Exactly, bit. exactly. Yeah. I don't have to be quite so sharp. There's Survivor Know It Alls is the first word. Boom, boom, boom. We got to get through everything. Exactly. Is, we can sort of. We had. We got to <clears throat> sleep on it. Right. We got to think about it a little right. bit, and now it's sort of like these are the things that have sort of come up in the next day and we can sort of right. dive in a little deeper than right. we can on Survivor Exactly. Notice. All right, so it's going to be a very fun show. Then later on, I'm going to uh, take your voicemails. Uh, I'm going to do that with Josh Wiggler, who co-hosts. We do a Walking Dead recap also oh, wow. on Rob as a podcast. Wow. That's on Sunday night. And Josh Wiggler, of course, he writes the blogs uh, about Survivor on Rob has a website.com. So uh, wow. we will ch- I'm going to have to start watching more television so that I can enjoy more of your so you podcast. So that'll be uh, later on <laughs> in this show. But uh, first things first, we got the, the Finchler here. No, this is great. Hi, guys. Yeah. So, uh, John, d- Blood versus Water. A lot of people did not like this idea coming out. Were you in favor of this, and or has, or has your opinion changed? <clears throat> I think, uh, I think like any new. Uh, any new structure of the show, I think most people are hesitant at first to, to be totally accepting to change. I think that's a bit of human nature. Um, but you know it's you know there's going to be some benefit, right? And this one was, was such a, d- a drastic change um, that, that you know, I, I, I saw the potential benefits initially. Um, but now we're really starting to see, I think, as the players learn and we're watching them learn, I think we're really seeing what the potential holds, um, especially in a post-merge environment. All right, so last night we had the big shocking blindside at Tribal Council. Your old friend, Laura Moret, ends up being the one to go home. Stephen and I discussed this at length last night. Did the right Laura go home? What's your take on so this? So I, 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 first I must admit that I don't know what you guys discussed last night. Yeah. I did quickly read Stephen's blog this morning, mm-hmm. um, so I think I know what his position is. Um, and I, th- I think the answer to that will, is dependent on who you are on mm-hmm. the, on the, uh, you know, on the returning players tribe, right? I think it can be the right thing. Uh, and, and RS said it perfectly. The easy vote is not always the right vote. Uh, it is, I think day 10 or day 11. Um, so sometimes you have to take the easy votes. Um, but I think RS is very aware of what he was doing. You know, he articulated his move very well and said, look, I don't want to be the one dictating everything this early in the game. I don't want people to know how much how much power I have. Um, but that said, I have to have a bit of faith and confidence in RS and think that he knew what he was doing in that moment um, in, in getting rid of her. Um, and, you know, Laura Boneham, is it Bonham or Boneham? It, I'd go with uh, Boneham. I think it's. I think you can always get enough momentum to get her out whenever you want. Um, and I think it's a risk that 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 Aris took. But if you're not totally sure about somebody and you don't totally trust them, you know, sooner or later in this game, you're going to have to start taking risks. Some might argue that this was a little premature, but I, I I think only time will tell whether this was a good move. You know, Laura has played Survivor. Laura Moret has played Survivor twice. And I still don't feel like I have a good sense of who she is. 
And I feel like she didn't really get that much coverage on Survivor Samoa. Right. And she didn't really get that much coverage here. Right. And I feel like I really don't know if she's a good player or not. Right. I mean, I I I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think most viewers... Uh, coming into this season, felt like they don't know that much about her, and certainly with with the returning players winning nearly all of the challenges and never going to tribal, they didn't learn much more about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, live with her for a month and then another couple, uh, you know, another week, a uh, week and a half at Ponderosa. Um, so maybe I have some uh, some additional insight uh, on her, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I think she's a, a didn't do a lot to um, let the producers show her. I guess is, is seemingly in this season or in Samoa. Well. I don't really understand. Like, I feel like that there's a lot of people that are on the show for for less time. I feel like we get a really good sense of who they are. Right. But what do you mean she doesn't do a, a lot to show yeah. the producers who she is? I, I think I was making reference to a Jeff Probst quote um, in which he said something like, you know, we, we had Laura tapped for a potential returning player or something, but we weren't really that dead set on it. And it wasn't until we saw her daughter and met her daughter, and then we knew, bang, we had to have her. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what that means because Sierra hasn't anything particularly impressive either. Right. Uh, but but so kind of production is leaning in and saying, look, we're not getting a whole lot out of her. Maybe like the way that we're getting things out of Vetus or we're getting things out of other players. Um, you know, Brad Culpepper, even out of Candace, who's who's been pretty impactful in the storyline from Redemption Island. Right. Um, so. You know, I, I, I think they're I, I think they're struggling to get certain things out of her. Maybe, I, you know, I don't know. I don't have a background in production, so I'm probably underqualified to speak on that. Is but. Laura Moret a good Survivor player? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think, um, you know, she played. Uh, a, 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 I will talk about this season first, and then I can we can talk about Samoa if you want. But I don't think very many people remember Samoa. Let's be honest; it was years ago now. I think the people that listen but to this show very informed uh, yes. viewership. I agree. The, um, the the you know the average Survivor fan maybe not. I think sure. the person willing to listen to sure. two and a half three hours of this me is, talk we're going nonsense for five hours every week. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, no, I uh, okay. I agree with you. Right. I. I uh, I didn't want to be referencing Samoa like people just finished watching the season, right? Um, well, I mean, I think in in this in this season, she's a pre-merge boot, which typically says all it needs to say about you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when your game is tight and your game is solid, you thrive in a professional season um, with returning players. I think that's when you know everything is good. Now, I'm sitting here talking to a pre-merge boot on an all-star season. However, you were removed from the game under much different circumstances. Well, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, um, is it apples and oranges? Because I, I no, feel like if you're saying that, well, I, she's I, a pre-merge boot I on think, a return I, player I season. think it's apples and oranges, though, because I, I don't think anyone, when Aris, when people walk back onto that beach and they're looking around at Tina and they're looking around at Tyson and they're looking around at Aris and they're looking around at Laura, they're not going, Laura's going first because she's so damn scary. Right, mm-hmm. she went first because she doesn't, she doesn't understand the social dynamic. She doesn't understand the power dynamic. She doesn't understand certain. I mean, key from the episode, the all that we got was 
she has to go because she could go to Redemption Island and she could beat Brad Culpepper. It, that was the only motive we got it, from the episode. I, I would put in, I would agree with you, and I would further that as a production critique. I mean, we really, this was the most underdeveloped rationale for sending someone home. Not necessarily I'm saying that it was underdeveloped for the players that did it and executed the move, mm-hmm. but we didn't see any of it in the edit, right? We we don't really, like you say, we don't know anything really. Um, I did watch the episode last night with Otis and Vita. Oh, you did you watch Sons you, of Linus? You got an invitation to the Biscowskis brothers. The Biscowskis brothers like to. Uh, I think they enjoy my company as, uh, as much as I enjoy theirs. How could they not? You know, I, they could. They, they they could not, but uh, <laughs> that they do in this case. Uh, and I think both of those guys are cool guys, so uh, it's it's fun. So I got a little more insight there, um, but you know, I, I I don't think. W- she was doing anything that was particularly uh, uh, strategic, and 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 she ultimately was unsuccessful both times. You know, I haven't watched the secret scenes. I sense that there's probably more to the story than well. She could go to Redemption Island, and she could probably beat Brad Culpepper. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what we do know, we we do know a few things. We know there's a pretty tight, highly functioning five person alliance that she's not a part of, mm-hmm. right? We know that. You know, probably people think Monica Culpepper is a little bit weaker because Brad is such a lunatic, right? Um, I, I know some how people da- would like how to see dare Brad. You? Well, how dare you? By the way, let me, let me preface this with saying I like Brad. I think a lot of people don't like Brad. And I don't, I mean, I understand, you know, why they don't like him, but I like him. I think there's, I think that, that, one deserves like a f- at least a few compliments. It seems like a lot of people aren't giving him any credit, but the guy's a competitor. And and people don't like that. You know, I, I think the critique I would say is he doesn't have any survivor gears. He can't shift gears strategically. Mm-hmm. He can't shift gears from an energy and, and, and uh, sort of enthusiasm way, but which is important in the game. You can't just go pedal to the metal the whole the whole way. But I, it makes it fun to watch. I like that. And certainly physically, he's a threat. And he's a competitor, you know what I mean? And, and and you see that. I think he deserves a ton of praise for the way he showed up at Redemption Island with Candace and John and said, look, white flag, it's over. We went head to head. I apologize. And, and, and it was genuine, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He wasn't faking that. It wasn't like he was burning inside. Could Brad says, throw I apologize. A, a yellow flag at Candace? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, All right, hey, that's, that's, uh, you're out of bounds, Candace. <laughs> you watch that Jets football. You love the NFL. I do love the NFL. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can't agree with you on your on your do, New York team. Do you know I do a podcast with uh, Terrell Owens? Look, you you know what I heard you know something this? of that, and it was on my to do list. Uh, to look tell, more well, into this. We're yes. gonna go back. Right. We're gonna go back to that. Uh, yeah, but so uh, Brad Culpepper, you are you, I, you're a fan. I'm a fan. I think the guy plays hard. I don't I don't think he's the necessarily the best survivor player of all time. But you know what? He stepped up when no one else really wanted to, and in and he took a hard position that he knew was a risky move, and he did it. And the guy's a competitor. And by the way, he's a good loser. And a lot of people don't he realize was. that. that yeah. There's a lot of bad losers here. And being the way you become a good loser is by being a true competitor. Because sooner or later, no matter what, if you test yourself, mm-hmm. you will lose. You know, So he's a good guy. The people that you played with on Survivor Samoa, mm-hmm. were there a lot of good losers in Survivor Samoa? Let me take off my shoes to count here. Uh, there were next to zero good losers and that's synonymous with true competitors you know what i mean um you know the people were very very off put by everything mm-hmm. um, and i think that is is the most true definition of, of a sour bitter jury uh you know that we had on samoa without question um let's talk about the 
opening moments of uh, the episode uh, this week where a lot of was made about the uh, massage with Laura and Otis. <clears throat> right. Uh, did you did you follow did you follow any of this? I, I so here's what I I saw some chatter. Yeah, there was I, some... I, I was I was keeping up with it. I I saw the initial clip on on the Survivor after show. Um, and I wasn't surprised when I saw it the first time, knowing Laura and having played. You like with the Laura. Survivor After Show? I think the Survivor After Show is great, well hosted, well produced, uh, lots of talent there. Uh, but <laughs> the you know that clip was was not surprising to me as someone that knows Laura, and I I I don't think there's anything wrong with being in your forties, right? But my point is, just age gracefully. Do so gracefully. Wait, 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 wait how do we get to? Why are we talking acts, about? An she age? doesn't act her age. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you know, and 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 I understand. You know, complaining about the edit and complaining about this and that, but I don't understand what context that was surrounding that inappropriate moment that CBS could have removed. That was making it inappropriate. Well, right? a lot was made. Or about that was this. making it appropriate. And, and I feel like a, a lot of this was brought on by Laura herself yesterday, uh, who posted on on Facebook. And I know not everybody is on, you know follow. Some people like, hey, I like Survivor, but I don't need to be involved. Right. In, you know, and people aren't following everybody on Facebook right. and whatever, and aren't in the whole soap opera of you know investment of being a fan of Survivor. Sure. So. On uh, Laura's Facebook page yesterday, there was a message that brought up, and I feel like I'm not talking out of school because then this was picked up by some news outlets, including Reality Blurred, oh, really? who th- who posted uh, about this. And I, again, I, I'm not sure how much of this is is newsworthy, but basically she posts, uh, to all my family and friends, I knew going into this that I was taking a chance at the risk of the edit of Hollywood. Right. Edits in quotes. Tonight's episode of Survivor does just that. They have taken a completely innocent situation and made it look intimate. Those of you who know me know my heart and how much I love, value my faith, my husband, my family, and those of you who don't, you're going to think uh, what you want, but please know that I would have given the same massage to my sons uh, so that's why I'm so offended by how CBS is implying anything inappropriate. Please hang in there with me. I know it doesn't make sense now, but it will as the weeks go by. Oh, very. This is uh, foreshadowing. Isn't that breach of contract? Uh, if you think the show has been intense so far, just wait. The excitement's about to really support. Well, the excitement did. The excitement did start last night. Look, I mean, I, I, I. Big apology. Big apology. I think she's relieved, to be honest. Yeah. Because I think. There was more to it than that. More, and I think that CBS could have showed more inappropriate behavior. Is my is what How, my instinct what, is. What? Where could there have been more? I don't. I, so I read. I read Eliza's tweet. Did you read Eliza's tweet? No. You know, it, I feel like everyone who, who follows the show, to the so- fo- yeah, follows Eliza. So okay. I feel like that's fair game. All right. So, but Eliza says something along the lines of, "Hey, Laura, like, what's with the massive PR apology? Yeah, it Eliza- didn't seem that." Bad, Eliza right? and Laura had been feuding a little bit on Twitter previously. Okay, see and, these these things I'm not up to date. And with. last week, I believe Eliza had the tweet that said, hey, uh, "This Sierra doesn't seem like the sharpest pencil in the box." I believe right. was the tweet, which yeah. is tr- which is a fair assessment. <laughs> it's likely true. All right, um, I'm just going to slide my laptop over here. Sure. So those of you guys watching the video, excuse my reach. But I think I think my reaction to Eliza's tweet was Eliza. She wrote that very very crazy. Uh, uh, apology because she was scared of what's out there. 
You know what I mean? I don't think she was apologizing, thinking they were just going to show that little clip of her, you know, uh, massaging Aris with her eyes closed, resting her head on his on his shoulders. You know what I mean? I think there was more to it than that, and I and I think it was with more people than Aris. Um, you think there were more? You think there were more massages? I don't think she was discriminating. Uh, I, I think that she was using that as a tool uh, to get in with people. I, uh, that's I, my I have to be honest. I didn't think it was that bad. I think I, 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 do, I don't think that there is a husband that would want to be treated that way by his wife. Certainly on camera. There's a. You and think I, and, there's and, a and, husband that would want I, his wife to treat somebody else that way. No, no, no. Meaning. What she's doing mm-hmm. reflects her character and also reflects her family, right? I mean, her family it, it can potentially become a victim of her behavior as it's getting internationally broadcast, right? Um, and, and I don't think that, that uh, you know, I can't, I'm not going to speak for her husband, right? But my point is, if that were my wife doing that with someone else like that, I wouldn't be pleased. Um, you know, I, I think that's the point. You know who else was pretty worked up on the Twitter last night about all this? Mm. Uh, your old buddy from Survivor Samoa, Russell Hans. Russell Hans. Russell Hans was was not happy about this this scene. And again, I kind of feel like much ado about nothing. Okay, I, I didn't. Sure. Th- I I didn't think it was it was that bad. And I thought it sure. did play into the story of that she gave Otis this <laughs> massage, and I felt like. I feel like this kind of annoyed Otis. Like in the moment, he was like, "Whatever." Well, but I think, as you know, as the you know, day, you know, night turned to day, mm-hmm. um, I felt like he kind of said, "You know, I feel like she's trying to manipulate me." Well, I think, and I felt I, like he was a little annoyed about the massage after the fact. Well, I think probably during the fact as well, he was uncomfortable. Actually, yeah. I don't have to think that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, part of the upside of knowing people personally, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that in that situation, if you're not comfortable with it, right? Uh, and, and I can tell you, RS wasn't comfortable with that. The problem is, you want to get out of that situation, but doing so is so complicated because you don't want to piss the other person off, right? And you don't want Laura to know you're not comfortable because you know you want everything to be just totally fine and totally easy. Um, you know, the thing about that, the comfortable versus uncomfortable thing uh, with that. Uh, I thought it was funny as I, I rewatched the episode um, when I was uh, feeding the baby last mm-hmm. night, and I thought it was funny. Out to Dominic, it, yeah, Dominic, sh- shout out, shout what out, up, Dominic. Um, so she's, she's giving the massage, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, like uh, all right, yeah, that feels good, Laura M." Sure. And like, I just thought it was funny that we needed to still have the initial there. <laughs> like, I feel like that speaks to if you're including the person's last name, right? I feel like um, it's not an intimate moment. I feel like it's not an intimate moment. <laughs> I feel like that. Language is a trained thing from the production, from all the interviews you have. I think that I think that every time you would say something, mm-hmm. every time you would say Laura, they would say stop, say that again, and say Laura M. So I think that behavior is a, is a learned behavior um, taught by production to Aris and to the other players. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so Russell Hans. What know, did there, Russell have to say? There, there were so many. Uh, Russell actually called me last night on the phone, or I called him, or something. I think weird. Russell was uh, we calling were, a lot we, of people last we night. We talked last night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me let me bring up Russell's uh, Twitter from last night. Uh, he was he basically he was felt like this was an embarrassment to Laura and her family mm-hmm. that what what happened on the show. I uh, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would agree. I mean, I, I I have something here that someone sent me that is it, it, it's a quick couple of sentences, but it sums it up pretty well, right? And and Aaron Lobdell very succinctly said, 
you don't have to apologize for something that you didn't do. In fact, she says you never have to apologize for something that you didn't do. That's that's and, fair. And, and that was, I think, in response to Laura's thing. But um, let's let's see this. So I I got sent this today, but. We can all agree that Survivor is a game, and some players are more competitive than others. Who is this is from this, this is from Aaron Lobdell. This is not from Lobdell. That was just okay. a very succinct thing from Aaron Lobdell, right? Yes. So this is Who, on, this actually is, this is just a tease. This is true. We'll be uh, on the podcast next week. Shout out to Aaron Lobdell. Okay. Um, and uh, she might have some big news for you. Oh, what? another another tease. Another tease. Oh my god. Another tease. Uh, but so here, I'll, I'll read this very quickly, but. We just can, tell me what are you reading? I, I, I am reading something that someone sent me on this topic. This of, is a, of 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 your your of your tweet. You quoted Russell's tweet saying Laura embarrassed her family. Okay, so okay? And, and you're what you're reading us now is a blind item from a former survivor. No, no, uh, this is a, from a from, from a from a survivor viewer from a survivor. Viewer. Here it is, but I thought it was very an anonymous survivor viewer. An anonymous survivor viewer, right, and blind, I thought it was okay. very well written. Blind item from an anonymous survivor viewer coming up. You framed it perfectly. Okay, here it is. We can all agree that Survivor is a game, and that some players are more competitive competitive than others. Some will throw all caution to the wind just to win, even at the expense of their reputation, which of course lives on after the show. It was Laura's choice to compete with her daughter, and when our children are involved or exposed to our actions, as a parent, you must hold yourself to a higher standard. As a grandmother, wife, and mother, Laura's behavior raised more than a few eyebrows in an adult audience. I wonder how she will feel when she watches the episode with her family. Women who have worked so hard to be recognized for their intellect are sure to find Laura's behavior more than a little disappointing. Moret? Correct. Uh, Laura M. Yeah. Laura M. Sorry, uh, I was trying to get intimate there with you, Rob. I yeah. didn't think I thought we could do away with the last name. I, and just to give you real quick, um, and then I'll respond to that. Sure. The Russell Russell Hans uh, tweets. Let me just give you a couple. I know we're gonna skip. We'll, he we'll do ra- all. Was he, he was raging, ranting, night, right? ranting, raging, cage. Uh, Russell Hans uh, tweeted. Did you guys see the married Laura rubbing in that guy? What you married men think about that? And then like nineteen <laughs> question marks and exclamation points. Characters, huh? The fact of the matter is that Laura is not even that popular to be concerned about what she did to her husband. <laughs> LOL. Oh, well, it is what it is. <laughs> he, loves, he loves LOL and yeah. he loves it is what it um, is. <laughs> uh, he also tweeted, of course you trust him, Laura. You want to F him. <laughs> now, now, I don't think she said that. I watched the episode twice. She didn't mention anything about that. Right. In the episode, yeah. She, she did say, she though, uh, say that, that if Aris tells me who to vote for, that's it. I write their name down. She did say that. She did. And she, did, and she actually proved it by writing uh, more bonums. <laughs> so. uh, and then Russell said, uh, oh, well, as I always said, karma is an MF. Uh, and then, uh, hey, guys, here's the deal. At Laura Moret is exactly what you see. I am as well exactly what you see. I played the game. Uh, she's a little much. Speaking of at Laura Moret. You want any more? No, I want uh, some more. But I, I, I just you reading at Laura Moret made me think about something pretty funny. So yes. The other day, I don't follow her on Twitter, but the other day I Googled her on Twitter. So if the kids are watching, turn the podcast off now. But. The the results when you when you search for Laura Moret on Twitter, there is a second Laura Moret that has an extra T. Oh no. That is a 
highly inappropriate Twitter <laughs> so, handle. And I'm wondering so, if that's a coincidence that if you just add one T to Laura Moret, so how do you we, get something even more inappropriate? So do we have know. to be more specific about Laura M? Uh, <laughs> Laura M with one Laura, with only two Laura T's? Laura Moret with one T? Do right. we need to be more specific? Is it R-R-E-T, one T? You know, I think she's actually one R. She might be one R two T's. So yeah, with two T's as opposed to three. It's very confusing. Right. This is right. very confusing. Uh, Tell so, me more about Russell. He's Russell also said, uh, wait, what? Hey, Laura, why so quiet tonight? He actually spelled quiet wrong, but uh, I, don't okay. think he, I don't think he meant why so quit tonight. That's, that's uh, fair. You've been talking about my character for years. Let's talk about yours, at Laura Moret. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, she's not that stupid. At Laura Moret, from now on, worry about yourself and not others. Um Wow, you really have the playbook over here, huh? So yeah, that, there is Twitter, a, that's the a thing. lot of emotion involved. I, I want to say that I feel like there was even more tweets last night, sure. but maybe uh, maybe some of them in the light of day uh, sure. were too inappropriate. Probably. But going back to what you, what you said, the, the tweet, you know, I, I never want to be the person who gets up on a soapbox mm-hmm. about a, any of these things. Right. I, I didn't. I really, 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 sure. I didn't think that the the massage thing was that bad. Sure, I mean, and 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 that is, that's a fair assessment of it as well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I I think my assessment. I have a little bit more context when I make that assessment because I can say I know things from Mars, right? I know things from Vetus, and I know things from when she and I spent over a month together playing. Right? Oh well, you tell me, tell me this. So, did you? Were you ever? On the receiving end of a massage from Laura Moret with one T. There, with two T's. Oh, two T's. <laughs> Either Come or. On, tighten it up. Either or. Uh, I, I don't remember. Uh, you, certainly, can, you can't recall? Certainly not to that extent. I would remember certainly if not I had ever extent. gotten a massage from anybody. No, I, I, I can tell you that she is a cuddler at night. Which I don't think is, is and I I am I pride myself on being fair in the context of Survivor being a cuddler at night. You can't be guilty for that because mm-hmm. it's cold and it's part of people's social game. I, look, look, I get it. Um, I will tell you, she has a lot of CCs that are very uncomfortable to sleep next to when they're rubbing up on your CCs. arm. CCs, you know, so that's well, the uh, plastic what? surgeon term. Uh, oh, lots of CCs and. When they're pressed up against your arm at night, it's very hard. Very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, no, but she she didn't exhibit that level of inappropriateness towards me. Towards um, you. Uh, Why? No, are, are your lats not good enough? I've got pretty swole lats, all right? <laughs> uh, are uh, they? Who has, who has better lats, you or Otis? What, you know what? We you had the pull up bar here. Yeah, it's and, a, I, I took it down to the door. Otis did pull ups. No, he did not. Oh, he I thought that he did pull-ups. I did pull-ups. Okay, and, and, and that's how we're, we were going to figure it out in a pull-up contest, no. which would be the greatest measurement of how well, effective we could, one's we could put the, We could put the pull-up bar back up, and then we, we can do uh, wait for Otis we to could. come here and then see if you could beat his record. We could do that. I, like I that. did. I believe I did seven pull-ups that night. Okay. Um, nobody has once in my life ever commented on my lats. Well... I'm going to comment on them. They're great. I can see them through the button-up shirt. (laughs) Stop, stop. Now you had to say it. I put you on the spot. Listen. uh, No, I think uh, Aris has great lots. Yeah, uh, we got it. (laughs) What else? Host the show, Rob. Come on. (laughs) So, All right. So uh, in Survivor Samoa, would you you say that was this a club in Laura's bag 
of I am going to try to use my sexuality to assert my way uh, with the other members in the tribe uh, with a with you said not with a John Fincher, but what about with a Russell Swan, with I'm, a Eric Cordova, with answer, a Dave Ball? I'm going to answer your question with a statement that's unrelated to the to the context of your question. Okay, but it'll okay. it'll answer it. It'll, it will answer your question perfectly. Okay. I have it on very good word from someone that I trust, based on the right things, that prior to Blood versus Water starting, Laura counseled her daughter by saying, hey, Sierra, you know anything like that that happens out there is all in the context of the game and doesn't count, right? Yes. So I think that answers that. That tells you everything you need to know. So what that's what she told her daughter. You, who didn't have any experience going into now again. The game. This is hearsay. Correct. This is hearsay. Correct. I'm 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 very fair in my assessment. I do not try to bury anybody. But what I you're just saying, tell, what you're saying I is basically, as a rule, what happens in Survivor stays in Survivor. Not as a rule. This is Laura's rule that she's made for herself. Oh, okay, and right. this was not. This was. But you've heard this secondhand. I have heard this from. I have heard this from someone that Sierra told us to. Okay, but again, that's not, I don't know if this is a court of law. I've got. Look, I, I agree, it's not a court of law, right? If this it's is in a court, court of, of public podcast, opinion. In the court of public opinion, it's I'd true. have to. I know. I know a lawyer Correct. named Brad Culpepper. And I, I know will, a lawyer named him. Bob Dog. <laughs> Bob Dog. Get Bob Dog on the phone. <laughs> I don't know if this is. I, I don't know if this is admissible evidence it's here. It's not in, admissible in, the, in court. I'm, I'm. I'm being very fair with the information and where it came from. Bang. Okay. All right. Does, so I think that answers your question. This is another blind item. Is it from the fan that wrote to you? No, uh, it is from some. It is, <laughs> it is from someone that played Blood versus Water. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so let, let's get off the Laura. I'm sure we'll come. We'll come back. <laughs> sure. We'll come back to Laura. Sure. Um, <laughs> on this, uh, you weren't kidding when you said we were going to talk about it for an hour. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't plan on it. This wasn't in my show notes. Let's talk about the tribe of returning veterans here, and so they are. I feel like in a similar situation to the Galoo tribe mm-hmm. on your season, sure. where the one tribe is being very decimated, right. and the other tribe is continuing to win and win and win, Correct. and very rarely go to the tribal council. They finally Correct. did after five episodes last night. Correct. When did you guys finally go to tribal council? You know, I don't remember. What we... was the name of that girl that you guys voted off? <laughs> uh, I, also, I also don't remember. Our first vote off? Yeah. You don't remember the name of the girl she... that you wrote down her name to vote she... her out? Hang on. Let me think about it for a second. She was so inconsequential. Uh, uh, this is horrible, This is John. embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Uh... This is embarrassing. What's her you name? lived with this person <laughs> for easily, name? easily for nine, ten days. What's her name? I ah, this is embarrassing. I, I, I just I've had when I say zero contact, that's not an exaggeration. I have had zero contact with her after the show. Uh, but yet you were still on a TV show with this person. Correct. This uh, is a big time move, John Fincher. This is this is how much maybe Survivor <laughs> means to me. Maybe it doesn't mean enough to me. I don't. Uh, I don't I know. know exactly what she looks like. Yes, um, you could. <laughs> if we had, if we had a podcast uh, sketch artist, you could describe her. Yes. Uh, what does uh, her name start with? Uh, Do you right. know? I don't. I don't. I'm telling you, I don't remember. Okay. But I wasn't there. I'm one link away. I should know this. I agree with you that I should know the answer. You should to this know question. the answer. This is kind of. This looks kind of. This bad. is just something I haven't thought about for a very, very long time. <laughs> what was that girl's name? <laughs> all right, whatever, whatever. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, it's not so, funny. All right, so 
how, is it bad for a tribe? Now, we know how it worked out for the Galoo group. Mm-hmm. Is it a bad thing to go so long into the game and not go to tribal council that much? I will, I will tell you that the answer is it depends. In okay. Brazil, the girls would say, depende. Okay? It depends. Now, it is a bad thing if you are not aware of where you are. Now, one of the things that I said when we, when we went to tribal council for the first time, and, and it became especially true immediately following the merge in Samoa, was the Galu tribe does not know where they are in the game. Because we at that point, we had gone to tribal council so few times, only twice, pre-merge. Um, and because of that, the things that they started doing were the wrong things to be doing in that stage of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think when you go through the mo- go go through the experience of going to tribal and going to tribal, you really realize how deep you are in the game, and it and it and it helps you to make decisions that are appropriate for the position and the depth of of the game. And you can you can if you're smart and a savvy player, you can know where you are without having to go to tribal council that much. But in the case of Galu, the we didn't know where we were. Um, the majority of yeah. Galu. Because you can um, make a bunch of deals we with people, but Absolutely. until you know that bell rings, right. it, it's all thrown out the window. Right, right. exactly. Like, you, you can train for boxing all you want, right? But the second you're in the ring and you get hit the first time, you know the whole thing changes, right? And, and that's what Galu was doing. Everything was hunky-dory, rock and roll, smooth sailing, we're in cruise control, and then bang, all of a sudden they have to play this game that they weren't ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't realize the pace at which it was going to get played. So for these, this tribe now, this isn't a bunch of rookies right. out in Samoa right. who don't have Russell Swan right. anymore. Right. And these, I think this vote shows that, right? I mean, the justification, the, 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 the small amount of justification that was given is we have an easy vote, but it's often, especially at the stage of the game that they were in, not the right play to take the easy vote, right? So we have these veteran players now and Rupert's wife. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> and so An important distinction. They have not been to trial council for for a long time. They yeah. they finally go. Um, do you think that they continue just to have smooth sailing now without Laura Moret? Or do you think that now there starts to be some fractures? I, I think that as it as the game progresses, as you get deeper, people start to consider more options and they start to consider those options differently. And because of that, you have fractures. I mean, you, you, every, all, every single one of these returning players knows that only one person can win this game. And for one person to win this game, it means that all other 19 players will lose. Mm-hmm. And they know that. And their and, loved ones. And, yeah, they know that. And, and so I think what happens is, is you, you, if knowing that, right, you really start to make moves based on that. And as you go deeper and deeper into the game, you have to start making more and more strategic plays. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're really smart, you're making strategic plays from the beginning. All right. So last season, we had somewhat of a similar scenario. We had fans versus favorites, and we Correct. had all of these returning players, and they're just kicking ass, and they're knocking everybody, all of the fans out of the game. They're getting right. decimated. Right. Um, and then, there's, then there was a switch. Right. And then during the switch... You know, some things may or may not have changed. And then they got back together after the merge. And I feel like the thing... Yasmin was her name. Yasmin. Yasmin. There you go. God. Poor Yasmin. <laughs> Keep uh, going. I, I should tell you that I'm underqualified because I didn't watch last season 
this is really the first season that I've watched in a while and really focused on it. Last season, I was kind of there. Oh, well, but, me, keep, but keep going about the trouble. Then, uh, so you don't mind if I spoil last season for you? Go ahead. I, I, okay. I, know, who, uh, I know who won. All right. So last season, it was Corinne mm-hmm. was the one that got antsy. Right. With the uh, with the group of all of the she couldn't take Philip anymore. She right. didn't want to she wanted to get make something big happen. Right. Do you think there's somebody in this group of returning veterans that's gonna be the Corinne that's gonna want to right. start to shake things up on their own and take somebody out? Well we, we got the hint, right, that it's on Tyson's mind that mm-hmm. sooner or later Aris will have to get voted off. But he didn't act on it and he and, and, and I think he would be hard pressed at this stage in the game to get enough momentum behind a play like that. Also, I think Tyson has learned. Tyson, I actually met Tyson for the first time a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, uh, I like him. I like great guy. I, I, I think he's great. I think Rachel's great. Uh, very nice couple. Um, but Tyson is not an idiot, uh, and Tyson has learned from from his mistakes in the past, right? And and that was trying to make some moves and 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 not having them work out for him. So I think Tyson knows when he's in a good spot. I think he, I think his read socially is accurate. Um, socially, he's a savvy player. Um, so I think he I, I don't think he's going to try to gun down anyone prematurely. Uh, I, I think he's going to be much more cautious about it. Um, but uh, I, I think, yeah, the, someone is going to have to step up. Right. I, I, I don't think what I, what I what I don't think will happen is that after the merge, all the newbies are going to get voted off. This alliance of five returning players is going to go all the way to the end. And then the three that think they're also in the top three are going to get voted. That's not going to happen. So eventually, yeah, someone's going to do it. Who Who will it be? You know, who do you have in your five-person alliance, I guess? It has to be one of those people, right? It has to be Aris. It has to be Jervis. It has to be Tyson. It has to be Tina, or it has to be... Who's number five? Monica. Monica. No, Monica's not in the five-person alliance, is she? Yeah. She is. Oh, she, she is. is. That's okay. why Otis so, wanted to vote correct, out Laura correct, to go... Right, right, okay. So that said, Jervis and Tina are both very tight with Aris. That only leaves Tyson. But for Tyson to execute that move, he's going to need either, either either Jervis or Tina, or he's going to have to do it really early pre-merge with the other when he has a lot of other numbers coming from other places. Uh, I don't know. I I know Jervis won't vote out Aris. I, I think I Tina, Tina and Otis are lo- locked at the hip. Absolutely. I don't uh, think Tina is. That's her. They say, hey, we're the, both the winners. Right. We need to go to the end together. Right. And she's not. That's her new Colby. I, I think so. So then, if it's if, if it, it might be Tyson, and if it's not Tyson, the only person left is Monica. But if Monica tries to do that, and let's say Brad Culpepper gets back in the game after Redemption Island, Vetus is still in a position where he likes Brad and wants to work with Brad and sees his end game involving Brad. So Vetus isn't going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. So I I, I I don't know. I mean, unless Aris gets voted off pre-merge, I don't know exactly where he would go. I think the problem with the Coconut Bandits, if they, w- if they were to try to make a move the against Aris. Coconut Otis Bandits are Jervis and, and Tyson. Tyson, right? I feel like they don't have enough people who are lo- more loyal to them right. than they are to Otis. Well, here's the interesting part about having an all-star season is you don't necessarily need that, Right. All you have to do is have enough people that go, holy shit, this guy's a massive threat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe they're loyal to RS, but maybe they don't feel the reciprocity, right? Um, so I think, it, I think it can happen, but I agree with you that it's doubtful, right? You said in the beginning of the show that you, there was a lot of people on this season that you had some interaction with. Who else do you know from this season? Uh, where's the, where's the cast list? Um, I, I would just say that I know the Bushkowskis brothers the best. I've spent the most amount of time with them, yeah. uh, both pre-season and during the season. I've never met Cat in my life. I know Hayden. Yeah. You know, uh, you, but you know Hayden, but you don't I, know Cat. Uh, correct. I know Hayden pre-Hayden and Cat. Oh. 
Yeah, I uh, you. I hung out in Hayden, with Hayden in Texas, mm-hmm. um, and uh, actually drove with him uh, up to Dallas from Houston with him and Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, hung out now, with him in Houston proceedings. Now, I feel like I've heard Stephen Fishback tell this story. Stephen Fishback has been in a car with him and Lane without a lot of socializing. I was going to say, I feel like I heard the story with right. Stephen Fishback, but it wasn't you. It was JT in the car. Uh, fair. Yeah, I think that I think that Stephen Fishback was in the car with, with JT and Hayden. I, I think that happened. So this was two separate car rides. Two separate cars. This is a car ride in October, maybe Four years ago, and it's me, Hayden, Lane, Mm -hmm. and Eliza, actually. And Eliza and I are going up to Dallas to watch, to attend, actually, Monday Night Football. Yeah. The Giants were coming uh, to play the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we got a lift up there from uh, from Lane, because Lane lives in Fort Worth, and, and Hayden and Lane had just got off the show together. Yeah, um, but I know Hayden. He's a nice guy. He's a, by the way, Hayden is a threatening player. He has some social skills, and he's very, very nonchalant and very, very cool, and has a way of just saying, "Hey, I just don't want to lose. Just keep me around." And people, people b- take that bait. By the way, did you and I play blackjack with Hayden uh, in Temecula? Could be. Uh, I, I, no, I, Could now that we be. think of it, we did some I, gambling that weekend. I think huh? I, I do. I feel like I, I remember a blackjack table, and it was me, you, and Hayden, and there may or may not have been one other person. I, I, I definitely remember that. I, I not think distinctly, so. but I remember that in a blur of other things. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayden's a good guy. I like Hayden, and, and a dangerous. I, mean, I want to say Benry might have been the fourth person. Ben, <laughs> that seems appropriate. <laughs> Benry's doing well, by the way. Benry's what, moved, what does he do? He's moved back to Colorado. He's got uh, he's got a great job. He's like loving. He's from Colorado. Dispensary? Re- no, reconnecting. That's the other guy, uh, Jim Rice. Jim, right? Um, but reconnected, I think, with his roots. And he's a Colorado boy, and he's having a great time. I talked to him on the phone a few weeks ago. Well, what does and, he do? He's working. Uh, he's working for a company that I um, I don't want to blow this here. Working for a company that. Uh, I don't know, sets up a lot of big type events, but not, that sounds cheesy, like an event coordinator type thing, but it's much more interesting than that and, and the caliber so of So you're, you're okay like with that. potentially secondhand hearsay information that Laura Moret may or may not have told her daughter, but you don't want to get what Benry does for a job wrong. <laughs> I just want to make I, sure. I, I Listen, I tell the truth. <laughs> if it's hearsay, I'll tell you it's hearsay. I don't remember exactly what Benry's doing, but I know he's very happy happy doing it, and it seems very cool and entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't think we were going to get to Benry in this podcast. Yeah, here we go. Look at us. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think, look at the board. Anybody else that you know? Colton? Colton, I don't know. I think that's actually it. So I met Tyson and I met Rachel. Um, I can tell you this. So you, you I, sort of overreported the amount of people that you know. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know that I did that because when you said when you started getting into it, I was like, wait a second, who do I really know here? Yeah. I will tell you this. I have never met Candace. Mm-hmm. If I have, it hasn't been for more than a handshake or something. Maybe at the ten year reunion, but. A lot of people dislike her, and yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of like her. I think she's a fierce competitor. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could say that she's a little bit bitchy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But I like her, and I like John. I've said, I, I had one interaction with Candace in real life, yeah. and, I, and I had forgotten about this. But the ten-year right. reunion party, yeah. I met her. Yeah. She was super sweet. Yeah. She was very, she was very, very nice. Yeah. And then I talked to her on the phone today, and she was lovely. Yeah, she seems to me like a, like a Brad Culpepper type. Why does competitor. Candace have a bad reputation? I, you know, I haven't watched all her seasons. I know she really got aggressive in the season twenty final tribal, right? 
I think that was you know I I, I don't remember. I think some people found that to be off putting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. But I think she like apologized on the after show or something. Okay, for she that. apologized. Uh, so I'm willing to, you know, I, I I I like her. I think she's a strong competitor, and I think she really wants to win. And she's a tough girl, and I think that's uh, those are all attractive qualities. How about some of the new players? You like Doctor John? Doctor John, I like. You know, I think a lot of people are giving him a real bad, uh, 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 sort of unfairly picking on the guy, right? Like, uh, you know, oh, he's a wimp. He's controlled by his wife. Blah 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 blah. I, you know, this is the type of thing you'll never really understand the full dynamics, but he seems like a nice, capable guy, and he's an intelligent guy, and and that's just the way he is. He's from Vermont. You know, he's got a really laid-back personality. Um, you know, he's he's not as outspoken as, as his wife is, but, you know, I think that's fine. I don't think uh, he gets pushed around by his wife. I think he's a smart, intelligent, capable guy. I think he's a tough, strong competitor as well. Uh, and how about the uh, Caleb-Colton pair? Uh, did it bother you when Caleb quit? You know, people ask. People are very offended personally when people when other people. I quit. feel like it doesn't bother you that much. It doesn't bother me if if, if you want to quit, quit. You know what I mean. And, and and if anyone tells you that it really bothers them, then they've never been in a season where people were you know contemplating quitting. I'd, I'd always rather beat someone than have them quit. Um, but uh, you know, if you're gonna quit, quit. If you can't, if you can't handle the heat, quit. You know, that's fine with me. What about Caleb? Yeah. Caleb making some moves, huh? Making some power plays. Um, I don't, I don't know how long he will last, but certainly, if you can, if you think that your tribe is going to continue to lose, and you think that you're in a bad spot because of Brad, and you have the opportunity to eliminate him from the equation, then there's an argument that it's the right play. Yeah. However. Post merge, people are going to catch wind of that, and people are going to know exactly what happened and the way that you did it, and and you really went to bat for two of the weakest players that are going to be around post merge if your play is successful. Right now, he could he could be in in Texas. We would say he could be in the catbird seat, and he could swing back with Vitas and Ara. That's or, a sorry, Texas we, quote. I think so. Um, if you're in the catbird seat, you're in control. You Yankees don't know that, huh? Right. But the I'm a Mets fan. If if he goes back. And he and he hangs tough with Hayden and Vetus now and eliminates the two weak girls. He could be fine. He could repair his relationship with them. I think we've already heard Vetus say that it's going to be hard to trust him in the long term going forward. But maybe for him, it was the right play right there. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Caleb gets voted out on the next episode, and I wouldn't be surprised if Caleb is makes in the final it to the three. end. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the way really, that I feel. I cannot get a good read on him. That's exactly He's got the way a good that poker I feel. face. Yeah. Stephen Fishback and I debated this last night in the scene where Vetus is on the boat, on the boat with Caleb, flirting with him, just really and, charming and, and, him. And Vetus is like, uh, "Oh man, hey, your skin looks great. God, like, where'd glowing, you get that huh? shirt? That's perfect. a great. That's a great shirt. Perfect. Uh, but like, boy, that stubble is coming. Is coming just in perfect. perfect huh? Yeah. And Stephen felt like, oh, my God, Caleb is seeing right through that. He wasn't buying that at all. And I was like, boy, I think Caleb is really eating this up. Mm-hmm. The guy has no poker face. I, you know, I think he's... Or I'm sorry, he has a great, great poker, poker face. Rate. I think what we can say is that he's got some legitimate, <laughs> tangible skills and talents for playing this game. Yeah. I think I, he we has We can't that. read him. I think he has that. And what's really interesting about the situation that Caleb is in now is a lot of people... A lot of people are really put off by like by like cocky, confident players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially in Survivor, because they find a lot of people that are either mediocre or, or, or different than that. But sometimes, for a lot of people, they perform better when they have a little bit of that swagger, swagger. swag. And 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 when you see him leaning back, he's got his hat that he's dipped in the water, like he's on the Alabama yeah. Gulf Shore or something. 
And he's getting a little bit of that, and mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see if that helps him perform. If he's one of those guys that performs better when he's feeling like he's when he's feeling really capable and confident. You know? Yeah, I'm telling you. I, sometimes I look at Caleb and I say, like, this guy looks like he could be like a 25 year old Richard Hatch. He looks uh, absolutely. Like, if you got do, the look, he's got he's, he's got, got the, the look. he's got the look. Mm-hmm. I think he could play him. I've said for years they need to make the Richard Hatch st- biopic. Right, right. And he's starring Caleb. Yeah, yeah, Caleb could start. I agree. Um, all right. So uh, before I get to I have lots of questions here for let's you. Let's do From the listeners of the podcast. Great. Uh, let me pull one, one thing. Let's go back to Laurel for oh, one, 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 one more thing. Uh let me ask you a question, Rob. Sure. I don't want to turn the I don't want to turn the table. Uh, it's you. always good when it happens. This maybe I, I I didn't think about this, so it's not going to be as well thought out as it, I, this is really just off the cuff. But what are your views? You you said that you thought that you didn't think it was that bad or whatever. What do you really think? Let's give me a really raw, unfiltered opinion on your reaction about the about the Laura sure. and Otis thing. I I don't think it was like I really don't think. That Laura was like, you know, this was like the verge of a showmance. I think that Laura felt like, hey, I'm going to, you know, maybe I'll use my womanly wiles on on Otis a bit. And if that helps, you know, we talked about Edna from Survivor South Pacific. Edna Ma. Edna Ma, who did the same sort of thing with Coach Mm -hmm. back in Survivor uh, South Pacific. And she was married also. And I don't remember people making such a big fuss over that. Right. Uh, And maybe it was what Laura was saying in the the confessional or maybe it was the line about, hey, I've been married 20 years. This is how I learned this stuff. Right. but I didn't think it was it was that big a deal. Like I didn't see her touching any inappropriate places right. or anything like that, or like trying to like kiss Otis sure. on the neck right. or anything like that. I feel like if if that was if that was Nicole on Survivor, this was a, right. you know blood versus water, and Nicole's on the other tribe, sure. and she's doing that to somebody sure. else. Uh, that's probably gonna piss me off. Right. I'm not gonna I'm not right. gonna like that. Right. I'm not gonna like that. And that's the point. Right? But. Because who's more important to you than your family and your mm-hmm. wife or your husband, yeah. right? Who, who who is more affected by your behavior? Yeah, right. But I don't feel I don't think in my heart of hearts right. I don't believe that Laura is like, oh man, I got to get I right. want to get with Otis for sure, and, and, and gonna, that's not what I'm yeah. saying, right? I, I I just think that that just like you said, I think I think that's the important thing to me that if if, if you got someone back home watching that who's going to be your partner. Mm-hmm. Potentially for a long time, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, it's not the way that I would choose to sort of conduct myself, and 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 that's not the way I would choose to behave. And I think it's further highlighted because Aris himself was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Aris is trying to let me tell you what is going on in Aris's head. Aris is trying to get out of this situation where Laura's all over him, but he's like, "How do I do this in a way Without that doesn't piss her off?" Her off? Yeah. And I think ultimately, him taking a risk to remove her from the game. At least from his tribe, right? Because he's not totally finished from the game. It, it is a real effort to do that. Is I got to get out of here, right? And, and and he doesn't really know how to do it. It's not like you can tell someone stop and and not have their feelings or emotions affected, and mm-hmm. and, and then everyone becomes a variable and a wild card, and you don't want to play in that game, right? All right. Anyway, go back to your All right. question. So um, I have a uh, an, an article here from preseason Survivor, okay, uh, written by the great Gordon Holmes. Great. Now, great Gordon Holmes, uh, he went and he spoke. <laughs> he spoke with all of these survivors. Uh, so this beforehand. is this is a in, in the five days leading up to Survivor on site. Yes, this is one of those press interviews. This is uh, penned by Gordon Holmes on September sixth, uh, two thousand thirteen. Sure. Uh, in his interview with Laura and Sierra, uh, he asked Laura, 
you received one of the all-time harsh survivor lessons in Samoa. You were up, I think it was eight to four at the merge over Foa Foa, and then uh, bit by bit your alliance ate itself. You went after Eric Cardona, then the rocket scientist, who I don't know if Gordon Holmes remembered the name. I think he may have pulled a uh, Yolanda on, <laughs> on you. Uh, he refers to you as the rocket scientist, and Laura interjects, uh, John. And Gordon says, yes, John Fincher. Okay, so he does. He, he, knows, does know. he knows me. Uh, and Laura says, uh, he got his degree in the mail, <laughs> parenthetically laughs. You're looking for a response? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, cred- my credentials are, uh, are too strong, and my education is too formal to uh, be critiqued by what Laura. What does that mean? He got, his de- he got his degree in the mail. Look, I'm not going to contrast. You know, I will contrast my situation with Laura's situation. I don't know where Laura went to college. I don't even know if she went to college. I I don't know. There's nothing wrong if she didn't. But most people get their degree in the mail that went to college. Newsflash. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't, like, flash people at commencement. Can you you print out a PDF now? Uh, Who knows what's going on these days. But I can tell tell you and your listeners, I guess, and, and maybe Laura if she's listening, that my degree in mechanical and aerospace engineering came from the same institution that one Aris Bushkowskis's degree oh. came from. So now what's up? That's the company that I keep. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Aris and I went to the same university and uh, yeah, and he probably got his degree in the mail too. Okay. So. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up on that story. Sure. And tell you now when you back in Survivor Samoa mm-hmm. on the infamous vote where you f- you changed your vote. Oh, you didn't use the word flip. I see that your mouth was, and then it went to change. Keep going. You changed you changed your vote. Correct. And uh, you decided to vote with Foa Foa against Galoo. Who was the person that went home that night? Laura. Now, is this where this all comes from, this an- this animosity? She's saying, she's talking about you, and, and Gordon Holmes isn't even, isn't even asking about any, you know, it's like she can't wait to get in a shot about sure. you. Obviously, there's no love lost for you with her. Right. Is this all over that you flipped your vote in Survivor Samoa? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how people like that behave or manage their emotions. You know, I don't know. I, uh... I can tell you that she inaccurately believes that I had the power to vote her off, right? That if, let's just say whenever I wanted to, I could just have lightning strike and Laura but would be voted you off. I didn't stayed, have that power in Samoa. If you stayed with Galoo, would mm-hmm. Laura have gone home that night? Had I stayed with Galoo and drawn a rock, it is statistically impossible that Laura would have gone home. So... Had I drawn a rock, Laura would not have had to draw, draw so a rock. So if you would have put Laura's interests ahead of your own, correct. she could have won Survivor Samoa. That's correct. And had I put Laura's interests ahead of my own, I would have been playing incorrectly. You were selfish. <laughs> you were selfish. Strategic. Yeah. Uh, so let's... I'm not going to... I can answer these questions all day long, right? I'm totally comfortable with the play. Um, you know, my endgame strategy involved Jason... Uh, Mick had immunity that day. Natalie was the other person in the tie. That only leaves Jason and Russell to choose a rock from Foa Foa, who's who's potentially going home. Uh, I I absolutely need Jason. So that means that only Russell could could pull the rock and go home. So odds are, by the way, odds are a, a Galu member goes home. Who would I rather pick out of all the Galu people to go home? Sorry, Laura, you did this to yourself. You put yourself in this position because of your behavior. 
And, and you know, her treatment of Shambo was a large part of that that she doesn't acknowledge. And, and it's not my, I'm not on a crusade to get her to acknowledge that. But regardless of whether she knows this, her her treatment of Shambo, her, her just completely unnecessarily cruel treatment of Shambo resulted in the position that she was in of having all those votes thrown in her direction. Let me ask you this. Let's talk about Vitas. Vitas did exactly the same right, thing well, that I did. You're, you're jumping at, you're jumping oh, ahead. Oh, I'll, I'll let you drive. I like, I like the pace at which you go. You're, okay. you're jumping ahead. ahead. I have that go question ahead. for you uh, from... Just go, next question. Don't, don't, let's not jump around. Stick to your... Uh, well, since you, no, since you brought it up. Natural uh, transition. Here, this is sure. from Thomas Forsey, uh, who asked, although the situation was different, were you annoyed that Vitas was able to make the strategically sound decision to avoid pulling rocks without damaging his game or being verbally abused like you or Cochran? I, now, in this, just to rehash, sure. last week it was a three-three tie at tribal council. Correct. Uh, nobody had immunity. Correct. Uh, between Brad and Sierra. Correct. And so it was then Brad and Sierra can't vote. It was a two-two tie. Vetus changes his vote. Correct. And there is no backlash against Vetus that we saw. That we saw. Right. But it did not appear. Uh, you would think. Based on an episode where we're looking at uh, falling toenails, yeah. if there was a backlash against Vetus, you'd think we would we would see it. Sure, sure. I, I don't know what the answer yeah. is, but sure, sure. Well, are you it under the imp- like there was room for that? Are sure. you under the impression there was a backlash? I, listen, I, I I'm not going to say that if I'm Hayden, I'm not thinking. Wow, I was the only one out there. I was out there totally by myself voting. Uh, with Brad and Vetus changed and I didn't see that coming and now I'm completely exposed and maybe I'm now I'm more exposed than Vetus was and maybe I sense a little bit of inequity there. Um, maybe that is the case. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the specific question was, am I sort of mad that Vetus was able to so elegantly maneuver his way through that situation? No, I, I feel like the... Um it's not so much about Vetus versus you. I feel like uh, how where is the outrage uh, against Vetus right, for I, being I, a person I, who switched? Where, I will, why I, are the Brad Culpepper fans? I will answer. Not- I will answer that question by by reminding you of something that I said in the beginning of this very podcast. Rob Culpepper is a competitor. Okay, Laura is not a competitor of the same caliber as Culpepper. Okay, Culpepper takes it on the chin. Mm-hmm. Culpepper understands that he's responsible for his position in the game and responsible for Caleb going, I'm throwing my vote at you, girls, if you want to do it. He understands that his behavior resulted in that as a consequence, right? Now what happens after that? Culpepper knows that he's personally responsible. He doesn't expect Vetus to put his own head on the chopping block for him. Not mm-hmm. at all. So Culpepper's a competitor. He takes it on the chin. So you win some, you lose some. By the way, he goes to Redemption Island, focus on the next thing. What does Gretzky play, say? The next, the most important play is the next play. You focus on the next thing, and you keep going. In Laura's case, she doesn't have the experience competing at, the, at, at a high level, and she doesn't know how to, how to take it on the chin like that and move on. So there's a difference there. Um, and I, and I, think the, I think in my situation, the people that were left were also a, a different mix, right? Who's left with Vitas? Hayden and the two girls. Well, he's been snuggling with with Sierra at night. Kate, Katie, right, is kind of a non-factor. Let's let's just say I don't mean to put that in a bad way, but the edit hasn't shown us a lot of what she's up to. And Hayden, who he has a very you know working you know tight functioning working relationship with, the people that were left with me were a little bit different, right? We had Monica, who is very tight with Laura, 
And we had Dave that was just so happy to be part of a social group in Galoo for the first time in his life. And we had Brett, who had like a pregame existing relationship with Laura, right? Wait, hold on, hold on. So that Brett had a pregame. I think they went to the same church. In fact, I don't think they went to the same church. They went to the same church in Oregon. They connected on that out there. Okay. Uh, but they did not actually, they weren't actually friends. They, I don't think, I, I, I don't. I don't know the extent of the relationship beforehand. Yeah, but they went to. The I, same I've never church. heard that Maybe before. Maybe they knew similar people. You know, whatever. So I think the the situation was a little bit more complex. There were certainly more people involved with my, with my move. Um, and 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 by the way, I I made the move uh, looking forward. I didn't just make the move in that moment, right? I made the move looking forward, and I said, well, the only way for me to go out next or in the next two votes is to get votes from Dave, Brett, and Monica, and if they do that. They will get eliminated from this game. As it turned out, they did that, and consequently, and directly resultant from that move, mm-hmm. they were voted. They were voted out. Dave was voted out next. Monica was voted out after him, and Brett was voted out the second he didn't win immunity. So you, you, it's tough to play with guys that are willing to sacrifice their their, you know, survivor uh, health. You know, well, and, spite is very powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's get into some more questions. Uh, our own Jessica Frey. I love Jessica. Hey, Jessica. How are uh, you? The great Jessica Fresh. She wants to know, who fr- fr- who is this season's poser? Uh, and to make it hard, you can't answer uh, Laura Moret. So that's, who that's who is the fair. poser of this season? You know, I think, I think I'm think i going to give the... a real witty response here. It's Vetus. Vetus is a poser. Hold on. Let me see if I have, if I have the clip <clears throat> of, uh, of Jeff Probst here. Wait. People really love that one, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Uh, you should have this queued up. Do we not have like live producers somewhere in the in the background? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a one man band. Let me see if I have. Uh, I think I have it on my on my YouTube channel. Uh, you t- talk about Vetus being a poser. Let me see if well, I have the clip. Look, we have an epic. I mean, Vetus is a yoga master. Okay, um, I I practice Vetus with yoga. You know, uh, once or twice a, mo- a week when I can. Wait, you, um, you do yoga with Vetus? Yeah, Vetus is great. He teaches uh, Tuesday, Thursday nights at Yoga Works on Main Street in Santa Monica. And he oh, teaches, my God. He teaches every day, actually. He teaches Monday, Monday, Wednesday morning at Power Yoga, and I think Saturday and Sunday morning as well, and a Friday night class at Yoga Works. Yeah, oh, he, uh, so you're stalking him. No, I just have a really good memory. <laughs> like I said, the first vote out from Galoo is... <laughs> 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 Let's say I, I want to make sure that I'm that I'm servicing my people here that are uh, sending in questions as well. All right. So, but why is Vetus a poser? Vetus is a poser because getting called a poser for no reason is a is a compliment, I suppose. Right? I like Vetus, and Vetus was doing an epic handstand. So, didn't we get that yoga pose? Play on words, double oh, meaning. Oh, okay. All right. Vetus all right. is a poser. Yeah. You want me to give? How can I possibly give a better response than that? That was I guess, perfect. I guess so. Um, I've got an important question here coming in from Hugh. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I let me see if, if this uh, if this works. All right, here we go. This is Jeff Probst. Let's see if uh, no, sorry, you know they're gonna they're gonna run an ad on YouTube. You can find that on the Survivor Samoa's uh, Jeff Probst <laughs> cast assessment Just on YouTube. Just hit mute, and, and I think you'll never have to listen to the first five seconds of the ad, right? And then you hit the little button. Okay, let's see. See, we're we're you know we try we try to do uh, crazy stuff. Is this the part where I put my headphones on? You could you could put your you headphones told me on. It's gonna come at a point in time. When yeah. I okay. Well, yeah. So this isn't this isn't quite the part. But oh, this is answer, great. I can hear you in the headphones. Real professional yeah. setup. Uh, answer the question though for real. Who's the, who is this season's poser? I, I said the answer is Vetus. I think that's the answer. Yeah. He's also not just because he does yoga poses. I I I don't know what it really means <laughs> to be a poser in the context. Who's of trying to be something that they're not? Uh, certainly I wasn't, so that's the way I did oh, that. Here we go. Here. 
This should this should work. Uh, let's see. No, I think they, for, for whatever reason it's not. It's uh, sorry, false alarm. Not not working. Everybody, what go to down? go what to the <laughs> five five minutes and fifty four seconds of the Survivor <laughs> Samoa Jeff Probst cast assessment. <clears throat> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, who, who who do I? Here, keep the headphones on. I'll, get, oh, I'll play. I'll, I'll play the uh, the the clip next. Great. All right, Michael Graga wants to know at around the one minute and twelve seconds mark on your Caramoan podcast with Otis. Uh, he mentioned that he uh, would give or receive a massage if he would win a fishy. Uh, so we have to go back and take a look at this. So what are the chances that Otis is talking about massages on Survivor? All right. So this is from uh, this is from March twenty first, two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is uh, Stealth R Us. <laughs> I want to go back on Survivor. Good for just, I want to go back on Survivor just so that I'm eligible for a fishy. Yeah, wow. I I'll, I will give massages all day long if it means I get a fishy. Whoa, because I know that 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 was that's how you get one. Well, apparently Jeff got oh, one for that. Why wow. the way he handled Brandoni? Good for Jeff. Right. So, did uh, <laughs> Fishback gave probes to fishy? He did for when Brandon Hans uh, quit the game and, oh. and Jeff Probst gave him a massage. Okay. So was this premeditated? Otis won a fishy for. With, I don't know whether it was for the massage, but he just won a fishy today. He won a fishy. Right? He said, I only want to go back on Survivor so I can win a, a fishy, and I would give a massage to get a fishy. Executed to perfection. And ironically, he gets a fishy for getting a massage and voting off the masseuse. Epic. Well, that's, that's perfect. That, and uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, Michael Graga was just sitting on that one, waiting for that. But it uh, comes in with the perfect uh, time and good. I will good say, job. Aris is the king of strategically uh, uh, making people feel close to him through physical activities, whether it's massage or a little yoga and stretching, or you know who you're sleeping next to or whatever. Aris is very aware of of the uh, change in the relationship that can happen because of doing physical activities with people so alex isaac wants to know uh does fincher agree with your laura b to shambo comparison all right so here's why i tell me the comparison well i, I on survivor know what i was listening i said you know what i didn't i wasn't crazy about this move that okay. i think i would have voted off laura b and kept laura m around i felt like it was a little too cute mm-hmm. because you, when you say oh okay laura b we can get rid of her anytime sure and we'll just keep her around until whenever when we feel like sure. it. And then that person sometimes becomes the Shambo. Mm-hmm. And then the Shambo is sort of a free agent. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point when there's a merge, mm-hmm. they start feeling like all of the new players. When and, and again, she is the one person who's not like the others. Mm-hmm. She is the one person who would probably feel more at home with the loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we merge... Isn't she an easy person that's going to flip over and vote against the tribe of veterans? Uh, yeah, but that's an absolute legitimate possibility. Yeah, that you have a real, real possibility and a threat if you're on the returning players' tribe. Yeah, that you need to consider absolutely. So who is so who is the bigger threat to have still in the game, Laura M or Laura B? I, I think in this case, I would I would contrast Laura B uh, and Shambo by saying that Shambo is more of a savvy, keen, aware player. There are certain things that Shambo does. Shambo is better than Laura B. Yeah, I would say that based on what I've seen out of Laura B. I would say that. Um, Shambo is fiercely loyal. Uh, and, and when she went over to Russell, Russell realized, oh, my God, she's going to be loyal to me forever. 
I knew with with Shambo that she would never write my name down. Um, so I, I don't think Laura can induce the same type of comfort and confidence in the relationship that she could potentially form with anyone out there, whether it's a, you know, cause now Rupert's gone, right? So whether it's a returning player or a non-returning player, um, to me, to me, she doesn't bring the same offering, uh, a, a, as a, as a Shambo would to a, to a newly formed post-merge alliance. Shambo and Rupert Boneham kind of have the same haircut. True. Yeah. True. All right, so from Scott Chupak, he wants Shambles to know. Is better. Yes, yes. Uh, Scott Chupak says, uh, "Are you all in for Survivor Robs versus Johns, and uh, who do you want on your tribe, Bobby John or John Robert?" Now, are you aware of of Survivor Johns versus Robs? So, I the first I heard of this, I'm going to be honest, was whatever a couple days ago, whenever you mentioned it, yeah, as as a little teaser for this podcast. Well, this is so, one of the big big rumors. Survivor 30 coming up is that they want to do how Survivor could they not do that? Survivor no girls Robs makes for great TV. Survivor Robs versus Johnson. Well, no, right. our, uh, RC is is out there. How, what's RC's? She's uh, Roberta okay. uh, Christine. Okay. Uh, and I want to say that I feel like there's some there's some girl that's uh, that's in, that's in, I feel like this is a second girl. I don't know. Um, but uh, but anyway, so are you are you down for this? I am down. Okay. <laughs> uh, who who are you aligning with? I, well, I don't. I don't know that there's enough Johns or enough uh, uh, enough Robs. But I, if you're playing, the, yeah, I don't have the whole cast list. If you're playing, but we're on the other. Uh, we're on opposite tribe. Yeah. But after after the, I don't want the other Johns <laughs> yeah. and Robs to see this. But after the merge, you know, it's right. You know. Right. Uh, look, I don't know. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting uh, right, John let me Robert some, yet. Let me throw some Johns. But out. I you... like Bobby John okay. a lot. I've had a lot of good times with him. I think he's a great guy. Uh, Jonathan Penner. You work don't with know, him? Don't know him, but he seems like a savvy guy and someone that you could work with. He understands the game, and that's my prerequisite to uh, to work with you. What about uh, John Cochran? I could work with John. I like John. John and I actually had dinner the night he won, actually, or the or the very next day or something after. Look he at won. you. Uh, yeah, look at me. He's a nice guy. I like John. How about Johnny Fairplay? Fairplay. <laughs> Fairplay is a fun guy. Say what you want about Fairplay. I know you wouldn't, but uh, you know I'm sure lots of people are like, ah, Fairplay is crazy. Fairplay is a fun guy who took took Survivor and did. Exactly Can I say what he both? Can I say he and... is crazy and he is, he is a fun guy? Absolutely, you absolutely, and I would agree with that if you were to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> how how about uh, John Carroll? Now we had him on the podcast recently. Yeah, I've never. He was not. He was not a fan of yours. I've uh, never met John Carroll. And but I see there's this this there's whole a feud. Twitter thing. There's a feud. But I, don't I have to be participating for it to be a feud? Jeff Pittman writes. Do you have any plans to change your Twitter handle to at Fifth Survivor John? Listen, I have zero plans. I didn't even know that there were four Johns before me. So well, this is part of the problem. Now John Carroll was on yeah. Survivor Marquesas. Mm-hmm. He joined Twitter. Right. He was ready to be Survivor John. That's taken. Seats, Sorry. T- seats taken. Sorry. Somebody is squatting Sorry. on. I'm not squatting. I'm, I, am, I am a survivor, and my name is John. It's, so, I would argue that it's my spot. So you would not, you would not give up Survivor John on Twitter to what, John Carroll. Let me ask you this: Who this is, is at first? That's what survivor I was going to say. Is what is his name? Because I think that's what it is. I think that's hilarious. At one st I first think, survivor. John. I'm going to answer this question this way. I would love to meet John because it sounds like he has a great sense of humor. Um, I, I, think did not, I think he's kind of pissed. I did not. I don't think he's genuinely pissed. I think he I must think he's be a joking, little pissed. Right? I think he's a little pissed. Um, is was John the first 
John ever on Survivor? I believe so. Really? Yes. Okay, fair. That's why he's first Survivor. I, that's John. right. I, I, and that's what I was going to question if that weren't if that weren't yeah. true. Then there was a John on say, Survivor Thailand. I would say, listen, Twitter has been around for a while. If you don't get, you know, if you don't get on the Instagram and the news in the new social media as they come out and and, and lock up your handles. Are you squatting on Survivor I not, John? I did not select Survivor John as my handle. That was created for me by a neighbor when mm-hmm. I was on Survivor. I did are, not select that handle Are myself. you squatting on Survivor John on other social media networks? No, only on Survivor, but I'm actually, I would say no because I'm not squatting on it, uh, uh, or sorry, only on Twitter, but I'm not squatting. Uh, it's mine. That's okay. mine. Uh, John Cody is going to be on Survivor. If, if John Carroll Jones. gets me at John Fincher, I would switch. Are you worried that this could be a storyline that John Carroll comes into Survivor Robs versus Johns with a vendetta against you and and even when he holds up his vote he says at fifth survivor john when he oh, votes you out oh wow that w- but that that maybe he doesn't vote me out when he writes my name down yeah maybe, uh, that would be actually be very confusing uh you may need to resort to twitter handles because you're going to have okay so uh i w- i was talking with john f and right, and then john and john, john p c was there and yeah. then jr showed john r showed up probes would have just have john to- r showed up <laughs> yeah <then laughs> probes would have to just go all last names so right. it's like uh, so. penner cochran fishback right. Right. Carol. He likes it. Um, yeah. Look at Fishback making a guest appearance on Survivor John. Oh, did I say, did I say Fishback? <laughs> That's fair. Oh, sorry about That's that. That's fair. Uh, I meant Cochran. Did I say uh, Cochran? You, you did, I think, yes. Um, look, I, 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 if he wants to if he wants to play with me, I would gladly play with him. I think we could have a great Survivor John alliance. Okay. Whether it's first, fifth, or the real first, or... Or any any combination thereof. John DeBono wants to know now that Cochran has one survivor, who is the John that sucks? Oh wow! So uh, we all know that uh, I am the Rob that sucks. Okay, uh, you are. Yes, and you uh, like that title. You've taken it. You've taken. Well, that it clears on up and... any sort of confusion. Okay, um, between myself and the Rob that doesn't suck. But um, the Rob that doesn't suck is never called Rob. He's always called Boston Rob. <laughs> that's well, that's true. But sometimes right? there's some confusion. Okay, fair. Uh, is there who is the John that sucks? I guess it would have to be me. Oh, so you're the John that sucks? No. Oh, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not privy to that. I can't. I. You know. Yeah. It's probably one of the guys from Vanuatu. Fair. I, I don't know who all the other Johns were. I think there was a uh, there was a JP, and there was another. Was I want to say there was a John C. There was there was two Johns on one season. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And now um, there's this John. Then Candace's... Yeah. Then they'll be on uh, Survivor Robs versus John. Yeah. Uh, does this John, does John Carroll have an H in his name? Uh, no. He is J-O-N. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, he does have an H he in his first H. name. Okay, yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, Blue Bear wants to know, who gets the Finchy this episode? Oh, wow. Wow. Is this something that's going to be new? Uh, maybe I'm going to have to start a blog. Maybe I'll have to do this. Yeah. People ask me a lot of things like that. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to give the fishy, the finchy, to Brad for the way he conducted himself at uh, Redemption Island. So you vote for showing up and waving the white flag. You give he gets a a finchy. He does Com- okay. a competitor, a true competitor. Here we go. He's going to play the finchy music. What do we got? Fishy, fishy. That's the, the finchy. 
Finchy, Finchy. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so uh, let's see. What what else do we have? Was, uh, Listen, some... I got a couple here from my people. Oh my god. Uh, you tell you. Well, I was going to tell you, Hugh. This yeah. is a serious question. All right. So hold on. So you have you have questions from your the followers of at Survivor John have questions they Cor- want you to answer on Correct. this podcast. Correct. Okay. So you're bas- you're interviewing yourself right now. Right. So okay. here's the first question. I just wanted to clarify. Right. Who is this guy? At the first Survivor, John was he even on Survivor? Oh no! This that's is you're qu- adding fuel the to the question. fire. That's yes, the he was on Survivor Marquesas. Much more importantly, here's a question from Hugh. Okay, do you think the Habs will win the Stanley Cup this year? Hashtag Go Habs Go. Well, why are we talking about hockey? I don't know. I've got a lot of fans in Montreal. I like Montreal. <laughs> I love Montreal. Is it- you know, I've got another one here from Rachel Rob Sesternino. Yes, at Survivor John. When is he coming back to Montreal? And if he does, can I buy him a Labatt Bleu? <laughs> Why do you have such a big Canadian following? I love Canada. I used to do a lot of business in Montreal. I was actually just there. Uh, Parvati and I were just there uh, like a month ago. Uh, I love Montreal. Love Vancouver, too. Love Toronto. Love them all. Uh, yes, Rachel, I'd love for you to buy me a beer. Uh, Jason- or Rachel. Maybe you're a francophone. Jason Arak wants to know were you surprised that out of everyone from Survivor Samoa they chose Laura M to play again now Russell's been back Mm -hmm. and Russell Swan has been back sure and that's it Um, I I, I think there's a moderate level of surprise there Um, I I know they like that 40 something year old demographic Uh, I think in this case they they hit it hard this season well I think in this case it's interesting because Jeff said you know I I think I already said it we weren't really going to do anything with Laura maybe we were maybe we weren't but then we met her daughter and oh my god we had to do something to me, Monica Culpepper, you know, fills and completes the attractive 40-year-old demographic and does so much more effectively than Laura does. You know, I think Monica is more attractive. Who would you rather she's... get a massage from? I guess let's do the let's do the uh massage marry kill. Uh, <laughs> ma- massage marry kill uh Tina, Laura and Monica. Go. I'm going it's so one you get a massage from, one you have to marry, and one you get to kill. I'll marry Culpepper. Okay. I will get a massage from Tina. Yeah. And I'll off Laura. Really? I think, hmm. You would rather marry Tina? This is this is tough. This is tough for me. Uh, I kind of feel like I'd, I'd take the massage from, from Laura. Laura. I feel like that, massage, like that was really like a, yeah. not a bad <laughs> massage. I mean, if, I mean, if you're going to get a massage from one of these three. I kind of feel like, uh, I feel like marrying Monica is. I think Monica's a loyal wife. She's yeah, a smart. It's like, person. Uh, like, hey, Monica, leave me alone. I got like 19 podcasts to do today. Okay, right. you got it, Rob. You right. got it. Right. You got it. whatever you need. She's got it. Yeah, you got, got it. I got. Water don't worry. She's got everything there. I'll take care. Perfect. You want a drink? You want anything? I no, got she it. She wouldn't you. even ask. It would just show up. Yeah, it would just show so up right when you needed it. I got it for you, babe. Perfect. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of feel like by default, I, I, I love Tina, but I feel like... You're going to offer, huh? Poor I feel girl. like... She's nice to keep around. She'd have a nice conversation with you. She's got a nice Southern she play. She play uh, Scrabble with me? Sure. Sure. Right? But I'm sorry. I only get to keep two. Sorry, Tina. I only get to keep two. I disagree. Okay. Uh, Brian Scally wants to know, do you think that the returning players were just thinking about making life easier for the viewers so they only have to worry about one Laura? I think there's a lot. That's exactly what you think about out there. Is how can I make life the easiest for everyone that's watching? Uyanga B says, uh, "Who would get the you are an idiot speech?" And can you give us one regarding this season? Oh God, let's see. I've already, <laughs> I've already. 
We, we really only know. Is there anybody left? We really only know that there's one true idiot, and she was just voted off. Um, is that a little? Is that a little harsh? Who's left? Hang on a second. Hang on. Okay, second. give us look at. Go to the board. I'm looking. Go to the board. All right. It's probably this is dead air. This is taking. This is taking a while. Here, look. You can look over here. Look I over don't here. See a lot any, of any? You see any idiots? I don't see a lot of idiots. So certainly, there's no idiots on the returning track. You got to talk into the microphone. You're, going, you're, you're no, drifting. Uh, Laura Bonham, maybe. Is yeah. that Too easy. Or should I, Rupert? You're an idiot. If, if Rupert, that's how you feel, Rupert, you show up with no pregame alliances, knowing how obnoxious everyone perceives you to be. You're an idiot, Rupert. <laughs> If you show up and try to be a hero for your wife that everyone is already finding to be equally as obnoxious as you, trade places with her and then lose in Redemption Island, you're an idiot. Rupert, if you don't change your look in 10 years and identify yourself as a formal, former gubernatorial candidate, you're an idiot. That's all I got on Rupert. Okay. I've actually never met Rupert. I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, the, the reaction is coming in uh, April uh, at Apes2342. Uh, uh, this Rob has a podcast with Survivor John is a winner. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're entertained. I haven't even been trying to be my entertaining self. Maybe I should really let it yeah, loose I think, here. I think really been, finish strong. I think you've been pretty loose. Oh, God. I perfect. So. I think so. Let me just see if there's any uh, new questions that, have, have, that have come in since... Uh, since we started this thing. Um, okay, so uh, Tiara Combs wants to know, uh, were you ever the recipient of a Laura M. sensual massage? I don't care what she says. This was not your average massage. You, you covered this. I, I think we've covered that. I agree. Yep. Here's an interesting one, okay, from uh, at Yukon RR. At Survivor John, is there any reason uh, to why the rich athlete stigma hasn't been attached to Culpepper like others from past seasons? Hmm. Interesting question. Yeah. Um, who were the other athletes? There was that baseball player, right? Jeff Kent. Jeff uh, Kent. Gary Hogaboom. Okay. You know, the, there's are we, been. Are we counting Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy maybe Johnson. In this? He right. He was an that, athlete that, and he was rich. Anybody who's sort of well off. Right. right? It's always, you, you always have to sort of like play poverty. Right. The, uh, not poverty. Right. Play the poverty card. Correct. And sort of be like, oh, yeah, I'm a lawyer, but, you know, right. it's like, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a public at- uh, right. attorney, you know. The Mick card is I'm a physician, but I'm actually an administrator i'm a yes, school administrator yes you always want to downplay um so i you know i don't know why i mean here's my initial instinct you know, I'm, I'm a broadcaster but i actually have a podcast here's but, my initial instinct yes is he's in it, everything is relative right and mm-hmm. that is that he is a non-returning player so by definition he isn't as threatening as some of the other players mm-hmm and you have two other guys who have not successfully competed in sports, but who have successfully competed in this game, which is the most important thing, uh, right? In Tina and and Aris, Adas, I see that was you were having a, a discussion with Fishback over what to do. Yeah, what there. do you say? You, I, say I, you say Aris. I actually switch back and forth. You yes. know, Vita says Aris. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I, I feel like I'm can... all about pronouncing people's names correctly. But I think Aris has Americanized the name himself. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I've asked you can go him. I've asked way. him. What do you, What do you want me to say? He says I, I, I appreciate it that you say Otis. So fair. I so continue on. That's fair. No, I, I, I switch. And right? I get emails from people it's like, "Hey, 
Stop it. Right. Call him Aris. Right. I don't and know I why say, people are so affected by that. No one should have that strong of an opinion on pe- that People topic. have strong opinions. It's very weird. I get a lot of email about but this. But I get it. I mean, sometimes you would say, like, Buenos Aires, as opposed to saying Buenos Aires when you're talking to someone who speaks... Like, I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, so... So answer the question. Why do oh, you... I, it, I don't it, even remember what the question it, was. It's all relative. Why has he not got the rich athlete stigma? I oh. also think it's because there's a much more famous NFL player called Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. What's and, up? And there's also a famous Big Brother winner on this tribe. Correct. Yeah. So um, that's I what feel I think like about that. because I do feel like the the loved ones of the returning players almost feel like kind of like their loved ones are to some small degree have some fraction of celebrity. Um, mm, interesting. So it's not like you take total random right. people right. off the street right. and are like, oh man, well, screw that guy because he's rich. Right. You know, you have like Aris, uh, Otis's brother right. has $1 million. Tina's daughter. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Aris one million. Yeah, Vetus's brother sorry. is $1 million. Right. Uh, Vetus is somebody whose brother has Got $1 it. million. Katie is someone whose mom has won yeah. $1 million. I agree with you. Look, I Laura... think we've answered this question. We're going to move it along. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Here's one from Survivor CBS fans. At Survivor John, do you think at Monica Culpepper and Brad could come out on top? Whoa. Come emerge. Uh, well, Brad's going to get back in the game, and I kind of feel like there are not a lot of people who want to work with uh, Brad and Monica. They're sort of like the couple that are have so much like uh, they're too lovey-dovey. Too, they're, it's, nobody else can compete with them. Right. Just uh, it's not going to work out. With, like You can't be in an alliance with Brad and Monica, I don't think. Well, no, let me ask you this, because this is something that you've said right? yeah. at, at, at one point, straight from the horse's mouth, not hearsay. You said this whole blood versus water thing is a big joke because no one is voting off their love. I've said that. And I understand that you know Brad has been verbally, I would say, abused right i'm not saying you know whether he deserved it or but he was attacked certainly it would would be an accurate descriptor (laughs) yeah and his wife was in a spot where she felt like it was appropriate to to stand up for him um so we've really seen it, it we've really seen that they're together right but i think that everyone else is just as together you know right. what I mean? I I, I I think it's it was all BS from Laura about oh I would vote off my daughter I would like, da 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 da. You know, very. I don't think it was a lot of theater. I don't last think night. anything yeah. has changed from what you once said. Do you? Would you change your opinion? No, I think nobody will vote off their loved ones. Right. So, so I so I I think in a post merge situation. They're just the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. But, but I do agree with you that people are less every, likely to want to work with them. Everybody else, I think, can pretend a little bit sure, more sure. like that's not the case. Sure. And I don't think that they sure. have the uh, – sure. they're not able to pretend. What I would say that's interesting about pretending that like, like that is, is RS has now started – has started to target people based on isolating people and breaking up pairs yeah. to make them better alliances. So strategically, we all know that someone with fewer options is a better ally. We, 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 we all agree on that, mm-hmm. I think, to, to a large extent. But that exposes him and Vetus because Vetus is still in the game. So yeah, well, that's why this is a interesting thing to bring up at this at this point in the game. What, what, are, your, wanna, what are your what are your well? Views? That's we talked about this on Survivor Nordals last night. Is this a flawed plan for Otis as somebody who has the most threatening loved right. ones still in the game? Right. Is it a smart idea to take out people based on well? I got to get isolate them from their loved right. one so they're more loyal to me. Are there more Jervises and Tysons out there who say hey? 
Otis has a loved one. Right. I don't have a loved one. You don't have a loved one. You don't have a loved right. one. Let's all get together and knock out somebody who does have a loved right. one. Right. Right. That's interesting. We'll see how it plays and, out. And what we said on the thing last night is we have the luxury. We know people are thinking like this. Right. Otis may not know that Tyson and Jervis are thinking this. Well, way. the beauty, the beauty of Survivor is it's not it's it's purely absent of logic in most cases, right? Mm-hmm. So he can tell people that they can do it, and then they can then not turn around and and ax him for the same reasons. So it's not necessarily flawed because Survivor isn't played in a boardroom where you're presenting like a series of logical, rational arguments, right? Billy Gross wants to know. Is Laura's vote out really that shocking? She was the second choice to be voted out on the first day. Is that is that fair? Is that fair? Uh, should we not have been surprised? I, I I don't think we should have been that surprised. Okay. Uh, Maxine Gutierre Lafont says, uh, John, you were on with Laura M on Galoo on one of the most dominant tribes in challenges. Mm-hmm. Laura won two individual immunity challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is part of another dominant physical tribe. How strong is Laura in the challenges, and is she one of the most underrated female physical players, in your opinion? She's of average strength, and no, she is not underrated. She's not underrated. Correct. She's, She's nothing properly special. rated. She's nothing special. Uh, she it, it's it's all relative. I think Tyson said in Token Chains, he said JT went on this you know immunity run, but he was just beating all the leftovers. Right? <laughs> how, how did he say it? it was a really funny clip? Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that he was out and all that stuff. I think it's all relative, right? Like we we've seen. You know, her win, uh, uh, you know, people are using Puzzle Queen as a descriptor for Laura. We've seen her beat her daughter in a puzzle that is, uh, has never done a puzzle before, has zero experience, and whose partner was like, you know, Tina's daughter, Katie, right? So it's all relative. It might take her 20 minutes to, to finish a puzzle, and that's good enough to win when Boston Rob might have finished it in five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I would never be particularly nervous about competing against her. Um, and, uh, you know, in fact, in, in fact, the only challenge that I, uh, in which I competed against her, she lost. Oh, and you won? Correct. There you go. Yeah. Ding. Uh, Jeff McGinnis wants to know, there are five pairs remaining in the game. Which pair do you think has the best shot to go the furthest without either uh, member getting eliminated, if not the full distance? Who's the last pair standing? Bushkowskis. But they're also the most threatening pair in but the game. But we have Redemption Island. So what's up? No, but they're both I, physically strong. But in, the, I, I think the question is okay. Not so that's going, a different question. Not so, going so if, to Redemption if, Island. Okay. Um, maybe Tina and her daughter. Maybe her so. daughter has passed the point where she will get voted off. Least threatening. Certainly, Sierra should be next on the chopping block. Uh, and. Uh, maybe she's past that and then she gets to float into a third place position and Tina's pretty uh, deeply buried in the alliance of returning players. You agree? Uh, I I agree. I think that's the right call. Right. Um, Ryan Smith says, uh, it seems like it's been a while since the show included a segment on the wear and tear the game has on people. Mm. Uh, Rob and John, what were some of the gnarliest wounds and maladies you saw? And are there any that you've heard about secondhand that didn't make the show that were particularly nasty? Well, what's... uh, Well, I mean, I watched two guys nearly die in front of me, so... Who was the other one? Well, Mike Barassi was pulled medevac from Samoa, and yeah. Russ Swan was medevac from Samoa. Okay, uh, but you know, and in, in, in particular, you know, we you, we didn't see uh, the the Mike Barassi uh, incident that was sort of after we had left and, and all that stuff. But you see how real and serious it is mm-hmm. uh, in, in the edit. 
um, the Russell Swan incident, um, I actually went over to get him. Um, Laura was in, uh, you know, during the challenge, Laura was in this ball that was getting rolled and she was just screaming at him over and over. Russell, 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 Wait, Russell. Wait, now hold on a second. Are uh, you blaming no, 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 Laura no, Moret no, no, no. for Russell Swan not, almost dying? Not at all. Not at all. But he, I, I, I'm telling you how she and I view the same situation. She didn't help, though. She didn't help? She, not at all. She is saying Russell, 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 and it, and it hits me that clearly Russell isn't deaf, so something must be wrong. He can't get over here by himself. I have to go get him. So I actually went to get Russell and brought him over to the little labyrinth maze that we were moving around. Immediately afterwards, he collapses. He catches a shirt on the thing. He's passed out, but he hasn't hit the ground yet. Jeff calls pause. We stop. He is passed out with his eyes open. The whites of his eyes are turning yellow. Um, there, there are very serious injuries. You know, I think James had 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 pretty serious infections. Big Black James from from Louisiana. Is that what he's called? James Clement. I think that's what Russell calls him. Uh, Very politically incorrect. James is awesome. Well, I don't think Russell cares to be politically (laughs) correct, but uh, I like James. He's awesome. Um, Um, So, uh, anyway, um, let me see. um, One more question. Uh, I I guess nothing really happened to me. Did anything happen to you? Nothing happened to me. I I cut myself pretty badly, actually. Uh, not really badly, but I thought it was appropriate to get a stitch or two. But mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I I cut myself with a knife, and I went over and I said, you know, hey. And uh, they said, no, 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 you don't need anything. You're all good. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not a physician, but, like, come on. I need something here. And then I got voted off that afternoon, and then they hit me with, <laughs> then they hit me with right, everything. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, but, but nothing particularly life-threatening happened to me. And Nick Fishman wants to know, did Laura M. ever talk about Sierra with you in Samoa, and how does she compare oh, to what you heard about? God, did she ever. Uh, did she already have the baby when you guys had gone to yeah, Samoa? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think she had one of her kids probably. I think Sierra has two Different children from two different fathers. I, think. I believe she's married the second one. Is that right? I believe that is. So the I case. think when I think when she when Laura was on our show, she had only had her first baby. I think I don't know. Um, but uh, no, she would talk about them incessantly. And Sierra in particular, Sierra is clearly her favorite. But uh, in fact, when Laura was going, uh, you, you know this, right? So when you're on the jury at Ponderosa and you're preparing your final tribal questions for the uh, for the two or the three that are left to compete for the million dollar prize, you uh, have your have your questions screened uh, by production, right? So one of the questions that she was having screened by production was, "I'm going to give my vote to whoever knows the names of all of my children." Okay. And I was like, oh, God, you know, these people are already making decisions based on all the wrong things. So I wanted to get up there before she had her chance to ask her question and say, this might not seem like it's important now, but the name of Laura's kids are, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she talked about that incessantly uh, to the point of annoying, uh, I, I think, several people around her. Sure. Oh, no. All right, that's that. That's that's that. All what right, else well, we got. We don't, I don't want to finish yet. This you don't. You don't want to finish yet. What time is it? I want to go. I want to get the podcast record. No, we're not. We're not doing the record today. Uh, no, I don't want to either. Yeah. Um, let's see. No. Fishback, Fishback is. Uh, Fishback is. Uh, on the horn. Oh, you want to call him? Uh, unrelated. <laughs> uh, unrelated things. Like he's in town. He wants to get paid. Okay. Um, what else? Do we cover everything? I think we cover. I think we've covered everything. Um. Great. Yeah. There's some more things, but maybe not particularly as interesting as uh, 
Oh, here's an interesting question. Okay. For you, Rob. Probably a question for me. What do you think about throwing challenges to lose a weak tribe member? What is your official opinion on throwing challenges? I don't You're not think interested. Th- You're not that excited by the question. I can already tell. No, I just, uh, you know, um, I think that there's a place for it. I don't want to, I'm not like one of these people that's like, uh, if you ever talk about, like, anybody ever talks about, hey, we're going to throw a challenge, uh, right. then Eliza, like, gets on a real soapbox about this. She really she really hates that. To me, She's I, I'm... vehemently opposed to any person that would even suggest throwing yes, a challenge. Yes, and, and Why? I'm... Uh, I don't know. Did she get? Did somebody throw a challenge Could and be. she got voted out? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't think that was the case. Mm. But I feel like uh, there is. Uh, I'm. I'm open to consider anything. You know, right. uh, like right. th- is there a time to throw a challenge? Probably. Sure. Right. You know. Right. And has there been times where throwing a challenge has right. worked out strategically? For sure. I think so. Yeah. So. I feel like it's it's generally not right. a good idea. It's, but. Exactly, I agree. I think I, I think sooner or later you will lose a challenge, and at that time you can, assuming the dynamics haven't changed significantly, yeah, you can just vote the person off then. Yeah, you know? yeah. All right, great. All right, well, so, uh, all right, I so can here- also report to all the people that I've just had the pleasure of meeting, young Dominic. Yes, what a, what a champion! What a, cha- a future champion! The kid is yes. built. He's going to win Survivor and play for the Mets. Oh wow! Like What's Jeff up? Kent? What? Oh my up? god! Uh, fantastic! Fantastic! All right, so Survivor John, you follow him on Twitter. He is at Survivor John, not Fifth Survivor John. You know. Uh, and what else? What else are you doing? Anything you? Uh, nothing. I'm, um, any projects applying to business school right now. You so, need a reference uh, from if, anybody if anyone, in, in the, if, if anyone knows, uh, knows any really influential people at any choice business schools. You're going to eat uh, with Fishback on the East coast. Uh, yeah, probably. You Where are you guys going to go? I don't know. Anywhere good? Maybe. I don't know. You should come. Last right. time I went to his parents' house, actually, we had a nice tequila out on their back deck overlooking Mandeville Canyon. You you got to Fishback's You've parents' never been house? There? I, never been I, there. I didn't mean to rub it in. It wasn't that wasn't my intention. Never been there. Never never. Great house. His mother is so delightful. His I didn't I wasn't able to. Spend who who is nicer, uh, Steve, Stephen's mom or my mom? Oh wow! I've spent much more time with Stephen's mom than I have with your mom. But your mom was a real joy, a real pleasure. Yeah, my mom's here this week. Rob's mom is in town. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that's why we got We can't do a nine-hour podcast. I got, fam- I got family here. He's a great host. Everybody. Uh, yeah, my uh, uh, the wife doesn't like when the podcasts go on uh, too long. It's fair. So, when is the wife going to come back and get involved in the podcast? I'm sure that's what people want to know. Yes, uh, when she when she's up to it. When right. She, when she's when she's, she's just it. she appears when she appears. <laughs> right. That's it. Right. She does whatever she, she wants. wants to, she wants to do it, but it's a problem with you know. We just have to figure out like uh, when we we don't have a reliable way to uh, have make sure the baby doesn't start screaming. Great. At this point. Perfect. All right. Well, Survivor Survivor John, uh, we are going to uh, uh, wrap things wrap things up, and then uh, then we're gonna uh, then I'm gonna get into some voicemails. Perfect. I like that. All right. All right, Great. so Survivor, Survivor John, thank you so much. Rob Cesarino was a pleasure, a real distinct and extreme pleasure. Thank you sincerely for having me here. Um, thanks for all the questions from everybody else out there, and hopefully uh, uh, you guys enjoyed yourselves. Yeah. Thanks for coming, huh? All right. Take care. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was the Finchler at Survivor John. That's right. Here on Rob Has a Podcast. And always great to see Survivor John here in the studio. So uh, we're going to get to uh, your voicemails and cover the rest of the Survivor social media in just a bit with uh, my friend Josh Wiggler. Uh, But first, I just want to remind you guys that it is October. And of course, that means it is time for nominations for the Podcast Awards. And we are looking to repeat as the best entertainment podcast of 2013 
after winning the award last year, but we need your help to do so. So if you're so inclined and you think uh, we are worthy of a nomination, you can go and nominate. Rob has a podcast for the best entertainment podcast of the year at podcastawards.com. You only get to nominate podcasts just once, so uh, make it count. I believe that's open until the 28th of October, so uh, we appreciate it if you go ahead and give us your nomination at podcastawards.com. All right, everybody. So we're going to check in with uh, your voicemails and, of course, what the survivors are saying. And I'm going to bring in a man who is my co-host for the RHAP Walking Dead podcast on Sunday nights. We've gotten a great response so far through the first episode. Uh, Here he is, Mr. Josh Wiggler. Rob, hello. Yes, Josh. And, of course, you also are one of the great bloggers on RobHasAWebsite.com. I would say I'm one of like the the middling bloggers, uh, you know, but uh, but I'm on there. I'm on your website. Yes. Uh, And Josh, in his second season of blogging about Survivor on uh, the Rob has a website. And so, uh, Josh, what uh, was your take on last night's show? Well, uh, on the plus side, I mean, I think it's pretty clear we're on we're on level one Survivor by your standards, wouldn't wouldn't you say? Yeah, I feel like maybe last week was definite level one. I feel like this week was sort of teetering between level one and level two. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I think that there's so much controversy around that vote. I think that I mean, obviously, Stephen uh, was very behind it, and on Know It Alls was was very behind uh, RS's move, gave him the fishy and everything, and then you have other people. I'm in this camp that think it was a, a really stupid move. So there's a lot to talk about just um, in the vote, which a I think stupid is move. See, yeah, I, I thought it was a very bad move. See, I thought, I thought it was, I said my words were, I thought a little too cute. I thought it was not going to be the kind of thing that we were going to look back and say, Otis, you know, lost because he did this like we did with Brad Culpepper when he voted out John. But I sense that you really don't like the move. I sort of mildly dislike it. No, I really dislike the move. Um, I mean, I I understand there's a lot of layers to it that I don't think that I've even, you know, come close to, to unraveling at all. But I just I get such a bad read on it. I I get the sense that I mean, I understand wanting to keep uh, Laura Bonham. She doesn't have a loved one in the game. She's clearly not good at the game. That episode made that very, very clear. Uh, but Laura Morat was was is, so keen on Aris. Maybe, is Laura maybe, Bonham the uh, Carol of Walking Dead of Survivor? In your opinion, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, her, we her husband's that. dead, too. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, no, I mean, Laura Morat was, was so on board with Aris. It would be one thing if he went along with the plan. Let's say the plan came from Tyson. If the plan came from Tyson, let's get rid of Laura M. And RS basically said, I shouldn't shift away from the group. This is what the group wants. I'm going to go with it. That's one thing. Uh, and, you know, that, that would be, I don't know if it'd be fine, but it'd be one thing. Uh, it came from him. I mean, it could be the edit. It could be just the edit making us think that. But by all accounts, this was Aris's brainchild. Uh, and it just seems like such a such a foolish thing to do to to send somebody who's a pocket vote out first um and i think it's really it's not necessarily even that laura will get back from redemption island and cause a cause a fuss from something like this though she certainly could because she's a, a hell of a challenge threat um i think it's just indicative of bad thinking on Aris's part 
Uh, and that really worries me uh, about him going forward, but also makes me really happy I didn't draft him on my team this year. So uh, <laughs> that works out. Tell this the audience about what draft you're talking about, what you did at your friend's bachelor party down in New Orleans. Did, hold sure. on, did anybody get a massage from anybody at this bachelor party? Uh, I cannot comment on any massages. Uh, you know, what, stays, what happens in New Orleans stays in New Orleans. Uh, but uh, other than oh, the boy. draft, yeah. the draft I blogged about. Uh, we we uh, did a fantasy draft uh, of Survivor this season. I have um, my friend who was getting married and his brother is the best man. We do a, a fantasy league every year. We've been doing it for the past three years. Uh, so we drafted teams. It's a, an auction draft, so you get 100 bucks each, and you, can, uh, uh, you have to pick at least five people. Uh, and I blogged about it for uh, my column, The Wiggle Room, last week. Uh, and I was, I was very, uh, at the time, I was really upset because I missed out on, on both Vetus and Aris, who... Uh, going into this uh, episode, I really thought both of them were uh, real front runners to to take the whole thing. One of the two of them, I, and I still think it's it's possible. But after this week, I'm I'm uh, very down on RS. I thought that was such a bad move. Oh well, okay. So we'll go back to the move, but real quick, let's just give us the auction value. So uh, you had three guys each with a hundred bucks. Yeah. And uh, so, who were the the highest people in the auction? Oh, I'd have to pull it up. I I, believe- I have it up right uh, right now. I see that. It's- it should be. I I know that Aris went at the highest. How much uh, did you pay for somebody? Pay for Otis. He went for fifty eight. Whoa. Yeah, it was it was a big one. Well, Scott, uh, he he uh, he picked up both both of the brothers, uh, which is which is a big move. And I don't think that it was necessarily the wrong move, or at least they didn't at the time. But he uh, he picked them up both. How much uh, Vetus for Vetus? Was first in the draft, and he got uh, thirty six for Vetus. Okay, this is like you know going out there with like. Um, Julio Jones and Roddy White. You're, you're, right, you're right. just like you're gonna say, "All right, I'm gonna put a you know hotel on Boardwalk and Park Place and and forget the rest of the board." That's basically what happened. You know, he put his money on those two, and then uh, the final three picks of the draft just fell his fell into his lap. All right, give uh, us your team for a hundred bucks. Sure, my team uh, was Sierra for a dollar. Okay, uh, not a bad I got, bet. I got Monica for seven. Well, not looking so good. Not looking so good. But for seven bucks, I'll take her. Uh, Tyson was my big get. Uh, was my only double digit buy. Actually, It was uh, fifty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after I spent money on Tyson, I couldn't pick up Aris. Uh, otherwise, I would have gone for that. But I feel better about it because Hayden Moss. I got him for five dollars, which was crazy to me. In Boy, the that's room. a steal, and, and Hayden. For I, five I, bucks. I, think that, I think that's a huge steal. Um, but then I, I rounded out the team. Uh, we got to the end of the draft, and I basically it was between Scott and I. He did not have as much money as I did, so I could pick anybody. I picked Laura M, so I took a hit this week. Yeah, and I think it's crazy that in this draft that uh, Candace went for $8 and Hayden went for $5. Candace has never even been in the game. Uh, bless his heart, my, my buddy Eric. Uh, Felt good uh, about Candace. Uh, not the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer uh, <laughs> when it comes to Survivor. All right. Uh, yeah, even John Cody only went for $1. Yeah, he was at the end. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that could be a really good pick because uh, he certainly uh, – he's – He's doing damage at, at Redemption Island, at Red Eye, as you like to call it. <laughs> and and then, what, you guys all put in like $100 each? Is that how you guys did this? No, it's a, it's a fictional $100. Oh. There's a cash prize at the end of the season. But it's not but, $100. Uh, there, there has yet to be any cash that's manifested from the past two, uh, the past two leagues. So I'm still waiting on, on my winnings. I actually won the past two, so I feel, oh, good, for you. I feel good about that. All right, so... Uh, talk more about this this move and how much you really don't like it. Like, I feel like this could potentially be like at some point you say, "All right, well, it would have been nice to have um, 
Laura still around because she was a, a vote for for Otis, but you feel like this could really cost Otis his game. I don't think I think um I think it's indicative of the game he's playing. I, I don't know that the move itself is what's going to come back and bite him, but I don't think he's thinking right. Uh I think that it you know, if if the if the idea was to keep Laura Bonham around because she's an easy vote and to send somebody off to Redemption Island to uh to to get rid of Brad and to strengthen Monica, well, why if Laura Morritt beats Brad at Redemption Island and she comes back into the game, do you think that she's gonna accept that as an answer? That, oh well, we thought you could beat Brad, so we blindsided you and sent you to Redemption Island so that we could, you know, have a better chance of getting rid of Brad Culpepper. Who's gonna accept that? No one will accept that. Uh and I I mean I mean I just think that that was such a there's so many reasons that it was just a poorly thought out move, and that's just one of them, I think. Yeah, and what do you think Laura's reaction is going to be when she comes to Redemption Island next week? Furious! <laughs> oh, she's going to be so angry. Uh, I mean, this is all, it's, it's been, you know, Jerry Springer show every, uh, every week, and I, I don't think that we're going to get anything different next week. I think she's going to be pissed. Are you you know, in- she, she, she was low on camera time for the first part of the season, but at the very least, next episode, she's going to be, you know, fire and brimstone. Yeah, some of these people, you go to Red Eye, and then your camera time picks up. Yeah, your story, your story picks up. That's uh, where your story begins. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that could be it. I also think it's kind of amazing that, uh, you know, Sierra's like the Neo of this island. She's dodged so many bullets, and then her <laughs> mom just out, out first, first tribal council for the returnees, and it's out. Uh, that that's gonna be a that's gonna be just another blow to Sierra. Oh no! Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, is there anybody? Uh, so, do you have a pick or anybody that you feel especially good about? You feel good about your man Tyson that you spent all that money on in the auction? Yeah, I, I I wish I had gotten Jervis too because I love the coconut bandits. I just I think they're hilarious. Uh, hashtag coconut bandits. Uh, but no, I feel I feel good about them. Uh, I agreed with uh, with Steven on Tyson uh, that you know kudos to him for not coming up with the move. Uh, you know I think that that is just another sign that he is um, he's playing this game so much better than he's ever played it before, and that's with one arm. So it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, but I, I really like Tina as well. Tina was my pick to win before the season started. I was real. I was a little bit worried just because I thought that her uh, her edit was kind of taking a little bit of a of a nap in the past couple of episodes. But she woke up this episode, so uh, I would say Tyson or Tina are are my two. Uh, and then on the on the loved ones tribe, you, you can't hate on Vetus. Vetus is just he's great TV. Uh, he's thinking really well. He's doing what he can. He might not be able to woo Caleb, but you know he's certainly going to try. So I, I, I really like him as well. Those are my top three. I want to go back to Tina and address some of the things that came up in the tribal council with her and Jervis. And there was also some interesting discussion about the loved ones there. And so Jeff said, hey, Jervis, isn't it weird for you to be back here at tribal council after all this time? And, and Jervis is like, yeah, these guys came here to play. And right. Tina said, you know, it's funny. On day five, I was thinking to myself... I've played more in this game than I had to play the whole 39 day or 42 <laughs> days in Australia. Right. So um, do you buy that or is that hyperbole? I think it's hyperbole. I think, I think what she means is she's probably, she has more factors to think about. Uh, but I mean, this is, it's what day 13. It's their first tribal council. That's, you know, tremendous hyperbole, especially because her, her back was up against the wall uh, fairly early in Australia, I think with that with that Mitchell vote. Unless I was going up against Keith, I don't really remember. But either way, well, if, right. if, it had, if it had broken the other way, and and the Mitchell Amber Jerry Colby crew had come out on top, she would have been next. 
So, you know, she was she was playing early over there. I don't I don't I don't buy that. Yeah, I kind of feel like if I was at that tribal council and I got asked the same question, it's like, Rob, you haven't been at tribal council since or uh, Survivor 8 and really, for all intents and purposes, Survivor 6. Um <laughs> Is the game is the game different? I I think I would say something like, well, you know, Jeff, I really I can't tell you yet because we haven't had to go to tribal council, so I haven't had we haven't had to play the game yet, and I wouldn't say, boy, I've been scheming since I got here. You wouldn't believe how many different things I'm thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Uh, you know, I understand it to a degree. It you don't you know every time these people have played before they. They've only had to worry about allies. They've had to worry about enemies. They've never had to worry about people that they love in their real life. Uh, and that has, as we, as we have seen in every episode so far, has, has caused uh, wrinkles in the game that no one could have predicted. You know, voting someone out specifically as revenge against somebody on the other tribe or, or voting somebody out to lure somebody else out of the game. There are definitely, there's so many permutations to this season that I get where she's coming from in terms of yeah, this this game is hurting my head, but in terms of am I playing harder, am I playing uh, more aggressively than I played the first time? Uh, first off, don't admit that if it's true. Uh, and secondly, I don't buy it. I just don't. All right. Um, let's get into some of what everybody else uh, had to say, some of the other survivors had to say on social media. We already discussed what Russell had to say. Uh, Vetus was very prolific on the Twitter last night. Uh at Vetus Yoga tweeted last night, uh, wow, she was shocked. What a blindside. No more massages, though, little brother. Bad choice. So Vetus <laughs> weighing in on Massagegate. Uh, I'm, loving, I'm loving this rivalry. Uh, I'm loving the RS Vetus rivalry. Uh, if there's anyone left in the game that would actually vote their loved one out, I really think these guys won't even blink when the time comes. Yeah. Uh, it just it's, it's so much fun. In addition, uh, Vita says about the rivalry, just as much fun watching me beat my brother on TV as it was in person. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I can't believe it's taken this long for this tribe to win. I think what's so funny about that, too, is, you know, even going back to the, you know, the blogger roundtable and everybody's predictions going into this season, uh, I think a lot of people really felt that this would be the season that, you know, that sort of fans versus favorites format, uh, that the, the new people to the game actually really stood a fighting chance. Uh, you know, it was a stack tribe physically, seemed like some smart players as well. And, you know, here they are. They've lost, how many has it been? Four challenges in a row mm-hmm. uh, before, before they got their, their, their win their first time. So, uh, I mean, I don't think that it's lights out for these guys yet, but it's just been, it's, it's been kind of amazing to see that, even even with you know four straight tribal councils of, of the same tribe that this season has been so compelling. Vetus also says, uh, we had been catching plenty of fish with the Hawaiian sling that we started with. The choice wasn't that difficult. Stakes all the way. Oh, yeah. You guys agreed on that, too, on know-it-alls, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, it stakes all the way. Okay. Um, we talked about Russell Hance earlier in the show, but uh, Russell Hance also, he seems to have a man crush on Brad Culpepper. Oh, Really? Uh, he even, uh, you know, he was talking about what a great sport he is, and this is why Brad is is such a winner. But he also tweeted, uh, "Okay, Monica Culpepper, I think it's time that Brad gets a Twitter. How will he know when I'm talking s about him?" So, uh-huh. but I think he, I think he means that in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they're both they're both Southern boys, aren't they? Loves uh, Russell loves Brad Culpepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you can't you can't hate on Brad Pepper's sportsmanship. Uh, you know, he. 
he was uh, he was public enemy number one for a long time, but uh, he's made a real point of uh, you know whether he's playing with the cameras or what. Uh, you know, he's he's apologizing left and right. He's got the white flag out. So uh, I I agree with Russell. You you got to applaud the guy's sportsmanship. Yeah. Um, I don't know what show Rachel Folger was watching, but she tweets, uh, why does my b-hole hurt so bad? <laughs> I don't know what she was watching during Survivor. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have no comment on that. <laughs> uh, and Colton Cumby uh, tweeted, uh, my boyfriend's better at ringing the hole than yours. At ringing the hole? I don't know. Ring toss. Ring toss ah, humor. I see. I yeah. see. Well, yeah, he was pretty good. Who, who was he up against? He was up against Tyson, right? I think so. And then he went up against uh, somebody else also in one. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was an impressive, uh, I guess, the, uh, the loved ones. They've spent a lot of time at the, uh, at the circus, you know, at the carnival. Uh, we mentioned also Eliza. Eliza was also worked up last night with, with this. And that's always fun when Eliza gets uh, all, all wound up. She said, uh, is it coincidental? That the first challenge the loved ones win is without D-bag Brad. No, I thought not. Um, well, listen, I have been uh, on, uh, on Katie and Sierra's side for a while uh, in, in, my, in my blogs. I, I definitely recognize that Sierra has not been the strongest person on the challenges, uh, and she didn't really improve her case at all uh, last night. But um, I, I think that... Certainly, you could speak to this better than I could, but I have to imagine that when uh, when there's a happier vibe uh, at camp, uh, that's gotta that's gotta reflect the challenge performance. So I think that you know, getting rid of Brad must kind of just cool the intensity a little bit over at that beach. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so then uh, Eliza also tweeted, "Oh, uh, okay. So you know what's not sexy? Katie's toes." Hashtag gag me, hashtag vomit, hashtag survivor, hashtag blood versus water. It was pretty gross. I, that, that definitely got under my skin. Uh, I, I love Hers Katie's too. confessional about that, too. He's like, I can't even really look at that because it's really gross. Uh, and there's so many gross things out there that that, has just, that just has to be monstrously gross to not even be able to look. Yeah. Uh, Penner uh, tweeted, um, is Tina's daughter a leper? Yeah, it's certainly there's certainly uh it's certainly a theory. She's yeah. falling apart. Okay. Um and uh one more from Eliza. She says somehow I find the favorites, quote unquote, cheering for Brad to be the most annoying. So Eliza is not a fan of the Culpepper. I thought that was interesting too. What did you think about that? You know, I didn't really pick up on it the first time I watched the show, and then I watched it a second time, and I really noticed just how much everybody on the favorites tribe was cheering for Brad. I guess they have no loyalty to the, you know, Woodcock Cody's. So right. I feel like it was probably if Mon- you know, maybe when they get back to camp and they're not- and somebody wasn't cheering for Brad, Monica's like, "Hey, what was that about? Like, hey, screw you, right. man. Why why weren't you cheering for Brad?" Right, it was solidarity for Monica. I just thought it was so because even Jervis was was rooting for Cole Pepper, which is a, a, a huge about face from from where they were when when Brad was uh, on that tribe. So it was amazing. I was really shocked by that. Yeah. All right. So you, let's get into some of the voicemails from the yeah, listeners of Rob as a podcast. And of course, uh, the voicemails come to us on our voicemail inbox. That number is three two three two eight two. R-H-A-P, and uh, you can also leave us a voicemail on your computer at robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail. So here we go. Uh, our first voicemail call comes to us uh, from Callie, and she wants to talk about the tribe swap. 
Hi Rob, this is Callie from Ottawa, Canada, and I have a thought about the preview for next week. I know a lot of people are anticipating a tribe swap, but since there are actually 12 people left in the actual game, there could also possibly be a merge with the winner of the Redemption Island rule re-entering the game that would leave one person, the person that's voted off right at the merge, to be Corinne and off the jury, leaving us with a jury of nine and a final three. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks. Bye. All right, Josh. So a lot of people were talking about a potential tribe swap, and I feel like that is the conventional wisdom for what's coming next week. But uh, do you think that, as Callie suggests, there could potentially be a merge next week? I hadn't really even thought about that. Do the numbers work out? Well, how many people are still in, in so, the game? There was five on the returning play. On, I'm sorry, on the loved ones, and then we're down to seven in the 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 favorites and then there are three people at redemption island wow i mean the numbers work out it could happen um but it just it feels it feels so soon for a merge that would be an episode six merge have they ever merged that early it would be early but there were three people at redemption island the thing about this is a Will we get rid of two people from Redemption Island? Will we bring two people back into the game? I mean, I do th- think it will be um, it will be interesting to see. So let's just keep that in mind. The idea that there could be a merge because this next voicemail I'm going to play you is about the merge. So we'll sure. talk about that more. And also, I like the uh, term. If you told me that somebody was going to get Corinned, uh, <laughs> I would not think that 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 meant they were going to be the first person out at the merge and not on the jury, right? I, I would think that they were going to basically just either if they got Corinne, I think that they would just get like completely, completely reamed out. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe now it's just added a new definition. I think that that definition still applies. So if you go on Urban Dictionary and look up Corinne, uh, yeah, you would see two got, different things. It's like things. a two-pronged definition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I bet there might be some other definitions too. Probably multiple. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's talk to uh, Zach uh, who wants to talk about the merge. Hey, Rob, a uh, question here. Does the merge really matter this season? Season, Meaning, when the tribes do merge, this, to me, kind of seems like it's eliminate Pagonging for this season because the non, I mean, the loved ones, that ones that had voted out, they could all group together as one group, as an alliance, like Tyson, Mora, Caleb, and uh, Jervis. But thanks. Bye. Yeah, I mean, so this is why I think this is actually really interesting. You know, we talked about all the layers on this season. So yeah. let's play this out. Let's let's pretend they do merge next week, okay? okay. And let's say nobody comes back from Re- Redemption Island just because it's... So, the they, one... so they keep them on Redemption. Okay. okay, so they keep them on Redemption Island, whatever. Um, so, all right, so we have we have the 12 people that are still in the game, and there's a merge. Who gets voted out? It's a really good question, and um, it's—I don't know—I I have been a little worried that the that the that the post-merge game could get predictable. But what I think will be tough to predict is is whether people group together based on tribal lines, or if a new majority alliance of the the people who have their loved ones for the people who don't have their loved ones, if that becomes the split, and whoever comes out of that battle. 
uh, could be the domineering force going forward. It's really tough to call. I feel like it's more the second thing because if you have the like, we have this. We keep talking about okay. There's the five, and the five yeah. is Tina, Otis, Jervis, Tyson, and Monica. Because they right. so they got a five, and now the five. Okay, we got to take out the people from the. So okay, so now the first vote. Okay, now let's take out Caleb. Okay, and and, and now let's take out. Uh, and, and now we're going to take out maybe Hayden. And now, and what's what's the next vote? Are we taking out uh, Sierra? Okay, and then and then what about Vetus? And what about Katie? Are they are they next to go? Or now we're going to go back and now start to pick off the other people. And do the people who don't have loved ones all start to get together at some point? Right. I mean, I all I know is if, if I was out there and I was minus loved one, uh, and I not only had uh, people that. I was playing the game with who still had their loved ones, but going up against two former winners who still have their loved ones, that would scare the crap out of me. Uh, and, you know, I think everyone is, has to be aware of how scary the Aris Vetus thing is. Uh, but, you know, that, that's Aris and Tina are in that majority alliance. Their loved ones are still alive. There's four right there. They could pick up uh, a Laura Bonham. Maybe that's why they're trying to keep her around. Katie's got Sierra. So, there could be like a ragtag group of allies coming out once the, once the merge happens. I feel like Caleb and Sierra is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Caleb and well, Sierra. Yeah, he, he saved her life. Yeah, Caleb and Sierra is a thing. You could pick up a Laura Bonham now. Yeah. Uh, that's three. The problem is I don't know if that group is going to be able to seduce the Coconut Bandits. But could they seduce a Cat and Hayden? I think Kat just wants to be in the game. So, yeah, I think Kat would be fairly easy to pick up. And Hayden is going to be with Vetus. You know, Hayden and Vetus, I don't think, have gone anywhere. Vetus has shown that, you know, push comes to shove, he'll he'll get rid of an ally if it means that he doesn't have to draw a purple rock or if he's, you know, around for another three days. But I think those two are still pretty locked up. It's complicated, though, because you would think that they would want it. Otis would want to bring in Vetus, and Vetus, by proxy, would want to bring in Hayden, but Kat's not in the five, but she thinks she's in the five. So right. this is very, very muddy and very, very complicated going forward. This is probably the most complicated merge that we've ever had on the show. It's like I said, it's level one. There's, no. there's lots to talk about. Yeah, this is going to be very fun. Yeah. Very fun. All right. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, let's get our next question. This is from Kyle. Hey Rob, this is Kyle from VA. People keep saying the season's adding layers to Survivor, but I think it's adding layers to RHAP. Hearing details from the Survivor's loved ones, know it all's perspective is on point with the game theory, the inevitable Otis Tyson podcast, and Otis vs. Bro off sing off hosted by you. Something I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just spitballing, but things are looking good. Keep it up. All right, how about that, Kyle? Sucking kneecaps. Yeah, well, you know, he's got a point. You're, you're buddies with a bunch of the people on this season. This has to be fun for you just on a personal level, right? Oh, it's fun for me. It, it, <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's fun for me, but it's also, it, it's, it makes it a little, uh, you know, tr- tricky to, to do it. Um, you know, you don't want to, like, uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, criticize people that you know and that you have to uh, see them. But I feel like um, I can se- I feel like I can separate what I, you know, moves that people made um, for for instance, last season, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Corinne. I didn't like the game that she played. I feel like right. I can I can keep things separate. Uh, you know how much I like a person and what they do on the show. But it you know it, it's always fun on the podcast when we bring back the uh, returning players. Is uh is Aris and, and Tyson playing out the way that you that you hoped? 
Well, I think it's int- it, it's playing out the way that I that I had hoped because they're getting along, but it seems like Tyson is plotting against Otis. Do you think that they're just not showing Aris thinking the same thing, or do you think he's genuinely not even looking at Tyson as a threat? I don't know. He may be looking at Tyson as a threat, but he... I mean, as much as you look at everybody as a threat as Survivor, right. but I don't think he's he's thinking of him as somebody I've got to get rid of sooner than later. I don't think his his wheels are moving at to that point in the game where we got to take out Tyson. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, let's talk. Go to uh, Chris from Maryland. Hey, Rob. This is Chris Joy calling from Maryland. First off, want to say. Um, congratulations to both you and Nicole, and maybe Dominic. He's adorable, and I wish you both the best. Well, thank you, Chris. My question is to you and the Finchler, or whoever is the guest this day. Josh is Wiggler. Yes. When they, at the Redemption Island, when they're giving out the clue, it seems that there's only one clue, no matter which tribe it goes to. So that means that their idol at the boat camp has to be near a landmark of some sort, whether it's tree mail or, you know, the well or near their camp. And the, the clues are the same. It's just one clue. So why have none of the none of the contestants realized this and gone looking for it, gone looking for the idol around said landmark? I know I saw a secret scene with Tyson where he said he pointed that exact statement out, but we haven't seen anybody looking for the idol. So love to know what you guys think. Thanks, guys. Later. All right, so a couple of interesting points there. Uh, if there is only one clue for the idol, it doesn't matter where you give it to. Are, are you buying that, that it, the idol is near a landmark? Yeah, I am. Okay, so are we not seeing people looking for the idol because they're, they're not finding it and it's just not going to be interesting TV to have somebody look for the idol and not find it? Or do you think we're not seeing people look for the idol because do you think people are not looking for the idol? It's a it's a really good question. Well, there's no Hanses this season, so uh, you know the the just find without a clue is is kind of out the window. Um, but it's it's already just such a layered game that uh, and you know what you know what else is interesting too is things like the coconut bandits and and scenes like uh, like Katie and Sierra and everybody kind of you know cataloging their wounds and all their 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 bug bites and everything. That feels very old school survivor to me. You know, these are scenes that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, you know, you see Philip Shepard complaining about, you know, or, or bragging about his basketball skills, but not, like, this, this is a lot of character building stuff. Well, uh, I will and say, I feel, I feel like if well, people were really gaming and hunting for the idol, I do feel like we would see it. Don't you think so? And I actually disagree. And and actually, I feel like we actually did. I know a lot of people liked the scene last night, and I know I've read that a couple places that like, oh, this feels like an old school thing. But you know, we did get the thing last season about Matt Bischoff showing about his feet are all wet and zombie right. feet. So there was like a little a little segment last season about the new the tribe of fans uh, and some of their injuries that they were going through. But I wonder if because the immunity idol clue has become such a poison pill, do you think that the immunity idol itself has become a reason to vote somebody out? Is everybody afraid of, I don't want to jeopardize my position by looking for the idol, so I'm not going to look for the idol. I wonder if people are actually spending a lot of time uh, looking for the idol. You know, next time I talk to somebody who was in the game, I'd like to ask them that question. Was anybody actually looking for the idol? Um, I also have to just bring up, because last night during the show, uh, I saw some interesting, uh, some interesting tweets from, from Taylor Cotter and, and Laura Halswasser of, uh, you know, of, of the fandom here. Uh, and they both brought up something that, that was really interesting, I thought. What if the idol's at Redemption Island? 
What if, what if the idol's at the arena? Hmm. Well, it doesn't sound... I mean, I'd have to go back and take a look at the clue because the clue seemed to... Um, we saw the one clue and it didn't say it was at Redemption Island. Right, I don't remember what the clue said. Yeah, I, wasn't it something about a waterfall or something? I, I don't remember. It'd be that. I mean, just those scenes have been so crazy as it is. Can you imagine everybody, somebody figuring it out? The idols at Redemption Island, and it's just it just becomes like pandemonium of everybody trying to find it and just disrupting the duel. That would be out of control. Oh, at the actual at duel. the actual duel, like at the arena, so that everybody has a fair chance. Let's say uh, it's it's Laura M versus uh, Cody versus Culpepper, and in the middle of them doing their challenge. I don't know, Tyson shoots up and starts looking under seats and starts looking under whatever, and everyone starts picking up on it. That would be outrageous television. It would be. I, I don't think the show would like that. I think that's too much chaos. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I just would love to see that. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, let's take a question uh, from Melissa about Redemption Island, uh, the aforementioned Red Eye. Yes. Hey, my name's Melissa Bertram. I'm a new listener. I didn't know if they ever talked about Redemption Island and if there's two people coming back um, into the game or if they're only going to let one in. So what do you think if they do end up letting two people in, how's that going to change the game up? All right, let's take a look at our calendar here. How many people do we think are coming back from Redemption Island? You think one or two? You think somebody's coming back from the merge, right? Yeah, I think conventional wisdom says it's one coming back at the merge. I mean, that's certainly how they've done it before. Well, what I mean to get down to one person. So, so you think we'll have one week where we eliminate two people from Redemption Island? Like it'll be a troll, and they'll say, "Okay, one person is going to is going back into the game." Yeah, I bet it would be something like um, the original Redemption Island, where it's some sort of balance challenge, and whoever's left standing comes back. How about this? What if we say, "Okay, here's here's the troll. It we we're merging today." Whoever wins this is going back into the game. Whoever lose, whoever comes in last is out. Whoever doesn't, whoever comes in second, you're not out of the game, but you're going to stay at Redemption Island. You'll have a chance to get back into the game, uh, you know, in twenty days. That's interesting. I mean, that's entirely possible. Because then we have to reset everything. If, if you want to do, if they want to keep doing trolls, then you need. Then we have to. If we send two people home, then we have to get two people back to Redemption Island. Well, you know, speaking of social media, I don't know if you saw Jeff's tweets. He was talking about Red Eye uh, a couple days ago, um, and he he conceded that this is the season where Redemption Island is working, but he also said that he feels like you need to have it after the merge. So it suggests that, the, that Red Eye is going to be active at the merge. So I could totally see that. I could really see that happening. Well, I hadn't even really thought about that. I, I think it's funny that you called it that Jeff conceded that Red Eye works because Jeff yeah. loves Red he Eye. He loves Red Eye. I, I think Jeff would gloat that Red Eye is working. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably more accurate. He's like, you see? You see <laughs> my idea? Give me the third third time's the charm. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I, I'm not the hugest hater of Redemption Island out there, but this is definitely the best it's ever been. There's no doubt about it. Okay. All right. Uh, how about a question about the music? Do you follow the music direction closely? Not super closely, uh, but I did notice it last night at, uh, at Tribal Council. All right, here we go. This is a question about the, uh, the music this season. Sure. Hi, Rob, and hi, John. I'm looking forward to hearing the podcast. Um, my question slash comment is, have you noticed that the music direction is really different this season? Um, it's kind of odd. It builds up into a crescendo at the changes points when nothing is really happening. 
it's so weird. I feel like I'm watching a soundtrack from another show when I'm watching the episode, and I'm wondering if anyone else has noticed that or if it's just me. All right, thanks so much, guys. Look forward to hearing your answers. Bye-bye. So what do you think? Have you noticed anything odd going on with the music? Not too much. Uh, I, I have noticed certain, like, you know, hero music for Beatus, you know, when he was when he was telling his story about being a junkie and then, you know, looking out at the sunset. But I think that that's pretty conventional survivor. I think my only uh, real music uh, note that I picked up on was was last night when when Jeff asked uh, Laura Bonham if she even belongs there. Uh, and that's when the music just went to this crazy dramatic shift. Uh, and I and I had a feeling that you know, Jeff says a lot of controversial stuff, and I was wondering if, if that question was really any more controversial than anything he's really said before, or if it was just the music was making you think, oh, that was an epic thing he just said. So that's been my only real music pickup. Did so you far. like what Jeff said there? I, I felt like that was, I felt like he was sort of just um, really attacking Laura. I thought that was a bit much. It was, it was a bit much. Uh, I mean, I think that he, he had a fair point. I think maybe he could have phrased it better. Uh, and, you know, been a little bit more, um, you know, unbiased, you know, it, def- it definitely felt like he had an opinion. Uh, and, and that's never good. I, I like that Jeff is interactive and I, and I like that what he's, what he's said in the past that he's a, he's a tool to play off of and he's a part of the game and that's great. But when he's really sticking his opinion in there, uh, it can be a little wonky, uh, and I, I do think that there's something to that, but I think he brought up a fair point. I just think it was the delivery. All right, here's one last question from Brian from Indy. Hey, Rob, it's uh, Brian Vosman from Indianapolis Calling. Uh, I just was calling in and I had a quick question. I was wondering, do you think that Laura Moret was voted out because in some way Tyson was jealous of the attention she was giving Aris. Uh, the, after the cuddle, the RHAP cuddle session we had earlier in the season, perhaps Tyson's working behind the scenes so that he can have Aris all to himself. Uh, I just wanted to see what you thought. Love the show. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. All right, a little bit of a conspiracy theory, Josh. Right. Do you think that Tyson engineered the move to vote off Laura M., after she got close with Otis when that is Tyson's snuggle buddy. Right. Well, we saw that the idea came from Aris, so I would say, I'd be inclined to say no, but I could see Aris being a little worried that Tyson might think that, and he, I could see him going to Tyson saying, hey, buddy, listen, man, we'll, we'll nip this right in the bud right now. You've got exclusive rights to, to my on-island massages. We're going to get rid of Laura M., this will all be you. We'll be good. We'll be good going forward. So I could see that, but uh, uh, not maybe not the other way. And do you think that maybe that Tyson felt a little inadequate since he's only working with one good arm that maybe he might not be able to give massages as good as Laura does and he might have been feeling especially threatened? Uh, Tyson doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that uh, gets too threatened. Uh, I think that he still thinks he's pretty awesome with that one arm. Yeah. But you spent $55 on Tyson even after the injury to his arm? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not regretting it at Did all. That bump He's up the price? Challenges. How much is Tyson worth with two arms? Oh, man. A lot of money. More. You spend more. A lot of money. He's playing great. Okay. I think I, I actually, I think he's more valuable with one arm. I think that people might look past him a little bit. 
I think it'll be, I, I think so, uh, certainly right now. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see once they get to that individual stage to see how badly that's affected him. Because uh, at some point, that guy needs to be winning immunities if he wants to stick around. Uh, he can't rely on his good looks and charm forever. You think Tyson gets away with being the coconut bandit all season? Or do, or do you want to see Tyson come to justice before the end of the season? I kind of feel like, uh, you know, I, I want to see like that equivalent of uh, Hank and Walt in the garage. You know, I want to I want to see that with Tyson and Aris. I want to see that showdown. So uh, who's Walt? So Hank oh, Tyson's is- Walt okay. in that situation. Right. I mean, Ar- Aris doesn't know what's up, but, you know, so- he might be he might be out there, uh, you know, doing his business and, and examining a coconut. And he'll have uh, all the pieces come together in his head. He'll look up and he'll he'll realize Heisenberg was in front of him the whole time. So yeah, so Tysonberg. <laughs> uh so basically Otis says the to Tyson sort of like uh like uh so you tell me like or or does Otis just punch Tyson in the face? Yeah, I think uh, you know And Tyson says Tyson Tyson probably confronts him, he eggs him on a little and, and our ours can't keep it together. So Tyson he clocks him. And and Tyson says basically if you, if I was the kind of person who was stealing these coconuts, you should be treading lightly. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we would get a tread lightly moment. I don't, I don't know what the what the on island equivalent of that is. <laughs> yeah, very good. All I'd right. like to see that though. Uh, very good. And then uh, a couple of interesting tweets uh, from uh, from Wednesday night. Our own Sarah Freeman, who who writes uh, the great individual games yes. blog on robinswebsite.com. Uh, she wants to know, uh, do we think that Laura B. now assumes that Laura M. went home thanks to her crafty and subtle pot stirring? Probably, uh, right? <laughs> uh, it's certainly possible. She's so disconnected from the game. Um, <laughs> you know, if she if she thinks that, that's great. If she thinks that that's so funny, but it, I mean, no, it, that's not what happened. Yeah. Oh, Laura B. Yeah. I mean, that hey, would be... she's doing so much better than I expected. So, you know, credit for that. Well, what did you expect? I expected her to be the first one out. I really thought she was going to go last night. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, and uh, Martin V also uh, tweeted uh, that awkward moment where maybe they should have given the puzzle challenges to Brad and John for Tad Hanna. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What what might have been, right? I know. The, the bro alliance could have stayed strong. The five guys, burger and fries. Yeah, there, there you go. They're very delicious. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, Josh, Sunday night, you and I will be back together and not, we'll be talking about survivors of a zombie apocalypse, Indeed. Not, not survivors uh, of blood. There will be blood, but not that much water. Right. No, it'll be minimal <laughs> water, lots of blood, I'm sure, as is yeah. the case in Walking Dead. No, actually, there'll be plenty of uh, blood and water uh, in, in the shower in the jail uh, right. this week. Oh. <laughs> right. All right. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, all right. So, yeah, join Josh and I live uh, every Sunday night along the way here uh, at 10, 15 uh, p.m. Eastern time uh, after uh, the new episode of The Walking Dead on AMC. Uh, Josh, anything else? No, I think I think you covered it. It was a fun episode. I'm so happy with the season so far. I'm very surprised, very pleasantly so. Very fun. Thanks for joining us to uh, talk about the voicemails. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. He is at Round Howard. Indeed. Like Ron Howard, but rounder. But rounder. All right. Uh, and Josh, uh, we look forward to uh, getting your blogs, and then I'll talk to you Sunday night. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Rob. All right. Take care. 
All right, everybody, there you have it. That was Josh Wiggler. And check out his blogs as well as all of the bloggers on robhasawebsite.com. You find the blog section right on the homepage and get a great Survivor and Amazing Race content uh, just about every day of the week on robhasawebsite.com. Those guys are doing some really outstanding work this season as usual. All right, so... Uh, this month, it is October when I look at the calendar, and it's uh, one of my favorite months, the October, and uh, we all know that Halloween is at the end of October, so if you want to get the best deals on stuff for Halloween, the best place to do that is, of course, Amazon.com. We always appreciate when you start your shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon, but Amazon is also a great place to go for Halloween decorations and candy and all sorts of stuff like that that you need. Uh, t- tick tock, tick tock. Uh, we're just about two weeks away from the big day, but that's no problem that you can get everything uh, to you with plenty of time to spare uh, if you go and shop there now. So if you want to uh, go and check out what they have, uh, you can go to their homepage for Halloween, which I have linked to at robhasawebsite.com slash Halloween. And of course, you help support Rob as a podcast when you do your shopping uh, through said link. So uh, really excited about uh, the direction of this season. We're going to have a lot more to talk about uh, next week. I mentioned earlier in this podcast, Erin Lobdell back on Rob Has a Podcast uh, next week. I believe she's making her third appearance on Rob Has a Podcast on a recap, but the first, I think, since Survivor South Pacific. So uh, almost uh, as long of a, of a drought on a recap as the Finchler. Uh, I'm sorry, hers is longer. The Fincher was almost as long as Aaron's. So uh, we've got a lot to do, having a a very fun time uh, this week. My mom is here visiting with baby Dominic. So all sorts of good stuff here on my end. Thank you guys so much for making it all the way to the end of this podcast. And uh, boy, I feel like we need a good one for this was a this was a long one. So how about for a hashtag? Let let me and at Survivor John know about this if you get to the end. Why don't you give us a hashtag lats and then uh, that know you made it all the way to the end of this one. So thanks so much to you guys. Have a great weekend. And if you missed any of our other podcasts, my interview with Candice or my uh, Survivor Know-It-Alls with Steven this week, check those out at robhasawebsite.com. And uh, we will talk to you uh, next on Sunday night for the Walking Dead recap if you're so inclined. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.